and welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, your daft mystic, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola, assembling the cheese platter that is Emeralia. <laughs> We're gonna find my mom. What? We got Manchego. We got Feta. It's a delicious charcuterie board, baby. Ooh, ooh, all I'll you... bring the salami. I was gonna say, all we need is a little salam, and we all know that Derbuchere is out right now. Um, well, I hope that maybe we could put some chicky nuggies on this charcuterie plate um, for NP. Classic. Classic charcuterie plate. Play. Something for the kids. <laughs> the kids do not like meats and cheeses, apparently. Um, well, we're really excited. Uh, and there's Woo! a lot that could potentially happen in this episode. So I shan't delay any longer. Let's recap. Last time, our hero teleported into Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie with her gold dragon ally, NP, and the magnificent mage himself. After having a few quicklings give them a quick patch up, the three settled in and began to discuss the events of the past days, as well as the story of our heroes so far. During the conversation, Zola made a call to check in on Brigid and Smite, learning about their condition and location, as well as the surprise visit from Archmage Flay. It appeared that her friends were safe, though it was clear that the Dean knowing where they were meant they wouldn't be for long. Promising to let Barley know he would be back soon, Zola clued Marfin in on the situation and the two continued to discuss the past and future of this adventure. After the recap, the subject switched to <laughs> NP and the crown of Aletheia, her birthright. Zola and Marfin offered guidance and companionship in the days ahead if she stayed, promising the crown was hers regardless of whatever she chose, and NP, a bit overwhelmed, decided to crash at Marfin's for the time being while she decided on her next move. This ended up leading into Trick, as Marfin mentioned NP could stay at the cabin in Waldtor if she wanted to take some time away from all of this, and then he remembered that uh, he had been a bit misleading in his last call. Uh, apparently the rogue had escaped, nearly killing some of his employees while she stole weapons, potions, and a necklace that prevents them from scrying on her. Zola, a bit overwhelmed, told Marfin that she was just a teen and she didn't know what to do, <laughs> to which Marfin replied that part of growing up was taking responsibility for what we've done. Trick didn't ask to be killed nor to be raised from the dead, so the least that they could do was to make sure they were okay and give them a proper second chance. He promised to help Zola no matter what. They both knew that Trick would seek them out, and when that happened, she could call him. With that, the group moved on to the Shard, Limburger, and the many visions Zola had, discussing the strange temple and the temporal magic at play there. When discussing Mistra and the Shard, Marfin seemed to struggle, as if the information about both were sealed away or erased from his mind, unavailable. Zola hypothesized about Lord Tinderdick's involvement in this memory loss, but Marfin said it was impossible to be sure. As far as he knew, he had never lost a tinderdick, nor did he think the other mage was powerful enough to create such an object. He did say, however, that the information about it could still exist, potentially in a hidden library within the erudite study on the university's campus. NP chimed in as they were talking. She had heard Limburger's thoughts while in the socket, his anger and disgust, his love of Zola's killing, and above all that, his fear before the surge, as if he didn't know what was happening. Now the shard was silent and strangely linked to our hero, almost breathing with her. There was no doubt that Zola needed to tie up the loose ends in the city, and with NP planning on spending some time at Marfin's, she would have a moment to see what she could find in this hidden library about all of the insanity that was the wild shard. <laughs> 
Before she left, Zola used the Ring of Illusions and found that it was glitching, turning her not into Larry Dilbert, who she had intended to imitate, but Larry's friend, Tataria. Strange. But there was no time to figure out why now. Her father could be nearby. Zola left the mage's shop and entered out into the Bullion Bazaar where the Aurelian Charcuterie Festival was happening. Crowds of folk from all over gathered to enjoy the finest of what each region had to offer. Except for dads. Except for dads. Because eager to find her father, Zola asked around for Paddlewick boots, but found that Paddlewick is actually in a lockdown. Dads from the dad region. Uh, <laughs> looking for, we're importing some dads from up north. <laughs> um, Lord Craven Eaglebottom had been deposed for attempting a coup. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. Crestfallen, Zola paid for a paper to learn more, finding that the government had indeed locked down the area, and Monday, during the Parade of Prosperity, they would announce who would be taking over. She also learned that the Artificer School had been unofficially announced, despite her being in possession of Diddlepiss's proposal, and that new casting laws had also been established. All city citizens with magical abilities were essentially being encouraged to seek out authorities so they could lend their power to the war effort. Dismayed by the obviously sinister decrees the government was making, Sola left the gold mine district, walking through the entire city to finally arrive at the Drunken Drake. There, Zola dropped her disguise and met Manchego, the half-orc that attempted to rob her, and Feta, his young daughter. The two were crashing at the Drunken Drake, per Zola's recommendation, with Al, the alehouse drake, casually drinking with them. Zola was soon greeted by Barley, who was relieved to see her but confused that Smite was gone. Our hero gave a brief explanation before asking if she could rest upstairs, which Barley, of course, obliged. In her room, Zola resummoned Stilton, this time as a little cat, finding some comfort in her kitten's fur. Oh, he is Lil this time. He's a little smaller. He's Lil. <laughs> well, the first time just you so saw everyone him, knows he's Lil. It was a grumpy cat. Yeah. And, and maybe now he's a little kitten. A little kitten. Um, and that is where we are right now. Zola, you awaken early the next day, a bit after sunrise, to the sounds of the sprawl awakening with you. You fell asleep last night against the door, still in purring in your lap where he remains right now, and as you stir, he begins to slowly step off you and stretch. Then he begins to bump his head against you, kind of gesturing for downstairs. Your nose is really cold. Okay, you don't do this in the other forms. <laughs> Clearly very hungry, you see that this little kitten form. I mean, kittens, they eat a lot. So mm -hmm. <laughs> just kind of like sits down and pats a little paw on his little belly. I scoop him up. He goes on my shoulder. Perches there for a little. Uh, it is Sunday. This is technically the last day of the charcuterie festival. It's the last day before the orc army um, marches. And it's technically the last day before the fall semester of the University of Aurelius begins. Um, as you're kind of gathering your things, like getting up in the morning, is there anything you want to do prior to leaving your room? As I'm about to step out the door, I uh, look down at the ring that Captain Sticks gave me. Uh, my glitchy ass ring that is no longer <laughs> functioning well. And I uh, decide, for now, just going to try out a new look. I <laughs> take the ring off, tuck it uh, in my bag, and I uh, put on my little pair of spectacles. 
you slip on these spectacles and you take the time to attune to them which does i mean it's super early in the morning so you taking like 30 to an hour to kind of get used to these glasses is there's definitely space in the day to do that and in doing that a lot of it like we don't know the attunement process of every item in the world but i imagine for this one it's a lot of like taking them off and like oh, polishing still them it gives me a full exam <laughs> Sullen holds up a little poster. (laughs) E, F, is that a C? uh, It's truly amazing that he is able to write this much, but he does do a small eye exam with you. And in a gnome time, you feel your eyes kind of settle that for anyone who who wears glasses, that you kind of pass that initial discomfort, the little soreness you might get as your eyes kind of readjust. um, And you feel like you see really well right now i look out the window before and you hadn't realized this zola there was a lot more detail in this city (laughs) (laughs) the the stuccoed roofs are like far more refined you can see more of the grime that is coating some of the walls of this like region wow (laughs) it is like still it's like late summer right now so like you see all these trees that are the few trees that are in this neighborhood are like fully grown and you can actually see each individual leaf as it waves slightly in the wind that guy just picked his wedgie yeah you could see and and you see i'll say this like you're looking out the front window of the drunken drake like you can practically see all the way down the block and then some towards where you see like some people heading down into the subway system holy shit um and as you're kind of getting adjusted you receive a call on your speaking stone hello zola sorry it took me so long to check in lots happening down here in spagliare how are you have you been atoning through action? Oh, call from my mom. <laughs> call from my pirate You never mom. expect a call from your mama on the ocean. Hi, Captain Sticks. So good to hear your voice. Doing my best, although things are complicated as ever. How's the crew? How's Ciceros? <laughs> The crew is vast and powerful. We are growing in number every day, and we've recently liberated Spagliare from a local duke. Um, you'll be happy to hear that Quince played quite a role. Uh, and there's like a pause as that kind of comes through, and then another call. Cicero's is good. Um, you know, actually, Mascar is calling for me. He, something about Quince getting stuck in the rigging. That boy still has a lot to learn. Let me pass you off. Uh, and there's a little pause before another familiar voice cuts in. <laughs> Bonjour, ma chérie. How is the capital? Captain told me it was a bit of a rough start. Uh, is everything okay? <laughs> I didn't expect this. <laughs> St- still in his, like, <laughs> eyes, huge, just like, I look at Sillan and then after 50 seconds, I'm like, okay, that's probably enough of a gap. Um, (laughs) I don't want to text back too soon. Um, Hi, Ciceros. The city is amazing and dangerous. But you know I like it that way. (laughs) I heard the crew is growing. Taking care of Quince... I am happy to hear that you're settling into the hustle and bustle. Quince is okay. Growing stronger, better with a bow. Things have been kind of crazy. But 
Just like you, I like it that way. You'll have a lot of stories to tell me, and I you, the next time we see each other. Where are you heading next? Perhaps we could link up? North, I think. Balderheim? At least I think. What about you? Ah, right now we are truly just partying in the city a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's not every day you throw a coup that's successful, so um, lots of debauchery and such, but I'm sure I can talk to Captain Sticks, see where we're heading next. I don't know, and it cuts, and then <laughs> overlapping. Um, I don't know if there is a means for us to get from the Mara and Mara to the Balderheim. Right, right. Not a lot of water. <laughs> but I will see if she's okay to head that way. Or if we can find other means. Best news all week. Just let me know. Will do. Uh, I have to go now. Uh, it looks like it's all hands on deck to get Quince from the rigging. He's really gotten himself stuck in there. Call me when you can. Okay. Stilton says hi. Um, <laughs> you finish up that call. Um, a, a, quite a surprise this early in the morning. It, uh, you I'm standing there like so glad that it wasn't a FaceTime because like my hair is all crazy. I haven't brushed my teeth yet. Oh my I have my glasses on. I'm like, I should have told her I got glasses. <laughs> It'll be a surprise. <laughs> um, so you you begin to like gather your things, kind of a, maybe a little pep in your step, having such a, a surprise call in the morning <laughs> after such a very long week. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you, you head downstairs? Yeah, I'll go downstairs. All right. You walk the long hall away from your street-facing room, down the stairs to enter into the back of the tavern, and you find Barley standing behind the bar, serving some haphazard-looking bacon, egg, and cheese dumplings to Feta, the small half-orc girl with dark hair and adorable, chubby little cheeks. As soon as they are placed before her, she scarfs them down without hesitation, and you hear a call from the main window behind Barley. Seems like she likes them. Barley watches, but calls back. It's bacon, egg, and cheese, and dough. She's like six. Of course she's going to like that. It's going to hit all the spots. It's not just about flavor. It's also about presentation. Al, back me up on this one. And Al, you see he's curled up in his usual spot in the rafters. You're too picky, Barley. They look fine to me. People ain't coming here for the style. Whose sloppy dumps were those? <laughs> Guess and gestures back to Menchenko, who's like, hey! Um, they look real greasy. I'll take five. <laughs> your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barley turns back to uh, Menchenko. Quality is important. The people know how things are done around here, and if you're going to be working here, you can't disrespect those expectations. Another round, some for Zola, and um, maybe a few for, for Al, if he, if he stops being so snippy. Um, and Al just like shrugs and s- f- floats down from the rafters, landing on the bar. They got to be all, all folded neat and aesthetic if you want to have the influencers come in. Yes, you got to work on the crimp. You got to make them look nice. Otherwise, people are like, oh, great, a ball of mush. I mean, it tastes good. But anyways, would you like some coffee? Anything else? Sure. I was actually thinking I was going to call Smite maybe if you wanted to say hi. On uh, my sending stone. Oh, yes. I, w- I would love that. I, okay. w- I really would love to hear from him. Let's call him. All right. 
Um, what do you say to Smite? <laughs> I call him. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, Smite. <laughs> Barley and Zola here. And Manchego and Feta. Long story. How goes it in the jungles? Wow, you're up early. I was not. Um, things are good. It's beautiful here. I miss home, though. Uh, how, how is Barley? How are things? I pass it off to Barley. You just, um, you press the thing on the side and... Just, nope. Oh, you uh, turned it off? Okay. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I, you you know, hung I, up on him? Okay. I, I had Smite was the one running the phones here. And hold it down and uh, you got it. And kay. just talk. You don't have to yell. Okay. Hi. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to yell. Not that loud? Okay. Hi, Smite. It's good to, good to hear from you. Are you okay? Are you coming back? How come you didn't call me? What the hell? <laughs> Just getting louder and louder and louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, Smite responds. He's like, so sorry. I know. Totally on me. It was a long weekend. More than happy to explain when I return. Probably by the end of the day. And Barley nods. Can he see me nod? Is this a f- face thing? No. Okay. He's Barley's nodding. I'm nodding. Smite, listen, I got an errand to run tonight. I don't mean to be presumptuous, but, uh, you in? (laughs) Um, if you could hear more than just words, I'm sure you would be hearing Smite, like, leaping out of bed and scrambling to grab things right now. It's a really long gap where I'm like, he's putting the mask on, yeah, he's putting the cape he's on, on, he's tying up you the can, shoes. You can almost hear the sword, like, <laughs> like draw. I'll see if they can get me there sooner. And the call goes silent. <laughs> he should be home pretty soon. He's on the next tree over. Good. I don't know what the hell that means, but I trust that that means he's on his way. Uh, it's good to hear from him. I was I was a little worried. Uh, he, you know, he's... He's never been out of the city, and I mean, I haven't. He's been, hasn't really been out of my home, and, except for his little errands. He's mostly here, so I've, yeah. you know, it's weird not to have him. Well, he is like thirty, right? So they gotta leave the nest sometime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, but that's listen, Smite can really handle himself. I mean, like he was kicking the shit out of some folks who were really asking for it. You hear Manchango call out, language in front of Feta. <laughs> so sorry. Oh. I look at Feta, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she, shit, 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 shit. All right, well, I got to get going. I got some errands to run before. Uh, uh but actually, I wanted, I wanted to oh. ask you, uh, how long do you think you'll be staying in the city? And I know you kind of seemed like things, you, you had some things to do and then, but you didn't necessarily seem like you wanted to stay. Oh, yeah. Barley, I think I might have to unexpectedly head out of here. But I'm happy to pay for pay for another week of the room if I'm if I'm leaving you hard up. Ah, uh, no, no, it's it's fine. First of all, you paid for the full seven. And honestly, today would have been the day you would have had to pay again. So <laughs> um, you leaving today or tomorrow is perfectly fine. Or, I mean, if you do need to stay a little more, that's also OK. I, I you helped me. 
live. <laughs> you helped me fucking survive. Sorry, Veta. You helped me survive uh, that attack. Um, you've shown me that being a part of this community is perhaps going to be a little rough. And I'm going to have to stand up for us a little bit more. And I'm I'm happy to house you for a little more. It's You're not putting me out. Thanks, Barley. Of course. I'll make sure to say goodbye. And maybe, maybe we can, you know... Hook you up on Smite Sending Stone. That would be great. Get you some lessons on that so we can stay in touch. Thank you. I mean, he stole the store one and has been using it essentially. So I. Oh, so that was yours. Yes, the one he has is mine, but I just, it's honestly, I didn't know how to use it. So I kind of was like, you can use it. Sticker that says. Uh, Trunk and Drake on the back. Yes, he, you know, he's not about the branding because I mean he has his own branding. He doesn't want to get it confused. Slash doesn't really want to draw attention to the bar, which I appreciate. Um, but yeah, I, I had kind of been like, you could take this. I don't know how to use it. Uh, so uh, yeah. Well, now you know how. Yeah, thank you for teaching me. I love learning, as you know. Thanks um, for everything, Barley. Sorry about putting that axe through your window frame. Truly okay. Um, that being said, <laughs> the dumplings are going to be a gold today. <laughs> yep, that makes yep, sense. Yep, that tracks. <laughs> um, you did notice that though that uh, window frame is repaired since your last time here, um, there is a significant, like, indent into it. Um, from where, <laughs> like, from, it was mended closed, but not perfectly, because some places were too big to fit. Um... Well, um, if you need anything else, feel free to come back. Um, you're welcome. Again, feel free to stay here for the night if you're staying for another day. Um, and uh, I guess good luck with whatever you're doing. Thanks, Barley. Of course. Um, I'll send Smite home in one piece. Honestly, that would be more than how he went out. So I, I would <laughs> appreciate that if you came back a little bit more put together. Um, As I'm stepping out for the day, I point at Manchego and Feta, but mostly Manchego, and I'm like, there's going to be a guy, Smite. He'll he'll help you get all hooked up. Okay, that that sounds good to me. Uh, I've had a, a just full a face full of dumplings, <laughs> just absolutely zoning out in the dumpling world. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Drunken Drake. Um, she gives you a big wave, and he goes, Thanks again, as you exit out the front door into the morning streets of the Sprawl. Um, there are folks walking to and fro. The, the charcuterie festival isn't based out here, so there's not, like, a lot of out-of-towners roaming around. It's mm -hmm. It looks like it's mostly the working-class folk who are, like, getting up and going about their day. But you do kind of feel that there is an air of excitement. There, there are people, like, some whispering and chatting to each other as they head towards the subway, talking about, like, oh, I can't wait to get off work so we can, like, go hit up the... Like festival and get our own charcuterie boards. They have like a build a <laughs> build a charcuterie board. <laughs> um, let's stop and yeah. So people are kind of wandering, talking around um, excitedly about the day ahead. Uh, where are you looking to go? I'm gonna head in the general direction towards campus. Um, I'm gonna take the subway, but I think on my way walking towards the subway, I'm gonna call Marfin. Okay. It's actually hilarious that you say that because I have a post-it note right here, <laughs> and it's an orange one, which is Ooh. more the color of Morphin than any of the other post-it notes, and it is him calling you. So, Great. what would you like to say we to We call each other at the same time. <laughs> Zola! Oh, hold Marfin. on. You're calling uh, me. Okay. Hold on. It's Click. busy. <laughs> I, are you going? I'll go. Marfin, going to hit up the library to study tonight. Winky face. <laughs> How is 
and P, I'll come check on her before I leave. Good to hear that you're following up on that. NP is okay. Calm. Resting. Stop by the store if you can. Got a few things for you. Oh. All right. I uh, turn about and go in the direction of Marfin's store, on, and I'll take the subway. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I that... places to be. That subway line essentially leads under the Nugget, which is where the university is, to the gold mine where okay. Marfin's is. So you can go there and then take the... And then you take can walk back. back or take okay. the subway back, yeah. All right, so you go into the subway. Um... Yes. By the way, Barley didn't say anything about my new glasses. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! How could she forget? It's like when you get uh, like a new like a new haircut or something, and like no one notices, but people all day are kind of like, "Do they look different?" No, I don't, because I don't want to say anything in case it's just in like, case it, I'm their just, hair is just unwashed or something. Yeah, or like, oh, I don't want to feel like I had never noticed something about them. Yeah, and maybe they noticing. had these like, like for a week already. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the excuse, and not Noah forgetting. Uh, <laughs> um, you head down the stone stairs, toss two silver into the turnstile, and walk into the bustling station. People move to and fro, switching lines, pausing to check out ads or subway maps, etc. You head down onto the platform that is heading north, the honor-bound line, and wait for a little bit before you begin to hear the familiar buzz of the train as it inevitably comes. Roll a d12 for me. Will do. First roll. Ten. Ah, ten. Trick comes and steals the shard. You see Trick right now. I'm kidding. Uh, This is actually funny. Um... So in just a few moments, you hear that familiar buzz and the train flies by, slowly settling into place, this gold machinery that glitters in the strange light down here. Um, You enter and, you know, you are followed by a crowd of folks who are all getting ready to go to work. So it's a pretty packed train. When the train stops at another stop, you hear a familiar call. Showtime! Oh my god. <laughs> and all of a sudden, halflings in matching vests, hats, and sunglasses rush in. You see immediately people in are <laughs> leave the car and are starting to go I'm to I'm so jaded car. and bitter, I leave too. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> give me a, um, here, how, how should I do this? Give me an athletics check. Gorgonzola's like, you know what, actually, I don't have to be around this. <laughs> You've been here long enough to know that it is your choice if you want to sit in the car. Uh, 25. Oh, good. At first, I thought you rolled really low, and I was like, that's not good. You would have missed this train. <laughs> no, um, I just was noticing that the fact that I have plus 10 now. Ooh! Uh, you you managed to push right past them, and you go, oh, wait! So you were that one we kicked last time! And the doors... Sure was! <laughs> like, the doors begin to close, and you quickly hustle and get into the next <laughs> car, um, and you manage to avoid that encounter, which truly would have just been a bunch of people kicking you in the face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I felt like I could skip that one. Woo! 
okay, very fun. Um, in a matter of probably about 15, 20 minutes or so, you feel the train slow once more, and the vast majority of the folks get off at this station, the Goldmine District. Um, everyone begins to like pour out onto the platform, and you follow with them, holding your own, given you are a very strong um, young woman, and you kind of, like, anyone who's bumping against you bounces off of you practically. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'm like the big cart in Mario Kart. <laughs> yes. Anyone trying to bust you off the track is get getting busted off. off track, yeah. <laughs> um, so you head up, eventually you exit the station, walking out into the very, probably most busy streets you've ever seen. It is the last day of the charcuterie festival, and of course, everyone is here to try and get their last bites of everything that the nation of Aurelia has to offer. Gorgonzola is so bitter. Oh. Like, had a great morning, was like, sad to say goodbye to Barley, but was like, talk to Cicero, talk to Cow Six, I'm gonna get to see Smite again, all these things, and then she's like, oh yeah, I didn't get to see my dad. You feel still and kind of nuzzle against your head as he sits on your shoulder, sensing that change in emotion. Um, as you push through the crowds and begin to make your way to Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie. As you enter into the sparkling doors, you find yourself once again in the vast chamber, shelves upon shelves upon floors upon floors with people rushing around. It is, it, it, no matter what mood you're in, it, it does lift your spirits a little bit, though you're not really sure if maybe that's some sort of enchantment on the entire store itself. This might be like, he's <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, pumping out a smell or something. <laughs> I was just like, going to say, this is, I had brief <laughs> pause from my realm. My friend had told me that Subway apparently does that. They like put out Blast scent. out the bread smell. Yeah. On um, the place that I worked that um, Ashley worked, they installed things to uh, make it smell a particular way in the building all the time. So that was like attractive to clients. Well, a hundred percent. That's what's happening here, but it's arcane. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> weird. This magic smells like hot, sweet bread, like mm. bread that can't really legally be called bread. You see, Stilton, who cannot eat bread, looks very confused. Or tuna that can legally be called tuna. Wow. More applicable to your life. <laughs> Definitely more applicable. Um, you walk in, you see the quickling zipping to and fro, helping the already va like vast amount of customers that have gathered here this morning. Uh, you see Marfin at the front desk. He's, you know, handling a number of customers, out-of-towners. Uh, it looks like some, some halflings and humans from the Northwest. I chucked the deuces up, but I'm going to kind of browse until he's less busy. Okay. He, you, he gives you a little nod. Um, is there anything you want to look for while you're here? Yes. Yeah. I would like to see if there are, like, additional pieces of that necklace that Trick stole, the necklace that makes you unable to be scried upon. Yes. You, you begin to kind of look through, and you feel a, like, tap on your side, and there is, a, of course, a little blue quickling by there. He goes... Hey, Zola, like whispers Zola to you so no one else hears. Hi, Stocko. I would love to help you right now. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a necklace that makes it so people can't scry upon you. Ah, the amulet of non-detection and also some other words. God, they should just shorten it so to non-detection. Yeah. Um, I've already forgotten the other ones. All right, be right back. Okay. And zips away um, and in a few moments returns with a beautiful, albeit statement piece of a necklace um this is also very funny because you are already wearing a like pendant i do already have a necklace so you're about on. to double necklace i gays do tend to stack necklaces so 
Um, it's true. We, we do love to layer. Um, he runs up to you and he shows you this kind of beaded necklace that has a small pendant at the bottom that looks like a closed eye. And on it, you see a symbol that is reminiscent of what you would recognize as the school of divination symbol. Uh, and it's kind of like a copper amber color. Um, and attached to it is a tag that says amulet of proof against detection and location. See, like, what kind of... That's so wordy. Anyways, here it is. Um, it is a little pricey, but it is worth it if you are interested. What are we talking? Well... I could... Because you're a friend of Marfin. I, I could, am a friend of the store. You are a friend. <laughs> and I do have... Um, uh, what was the promo code that forget you have to remember it if you want to use it <laughs> you know Mar- <laughs> you mock me for using the same code that you can't face you have to remember it Marfins <laughs> I could see you trying to think of the code <laughs> the promo code you want to yeah. get it half off I, I, I could see that I want to want to get half hold on don't, don't look at me stocko <laughs> these beady blue black eyes just intently staring at you holding the necklace in their hands I'm eager to hear what you think it is I know to spell magic I can make you not exist <laughs> how dare you look 500 gold no discount take it or leave it I'm craning my neck to see if Marvin is watching this exchange. <laughs> Marvin is fully engrossed in a conversation with some customers. You see him like, ha, 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 like laughing, clearly putting on a little bit of a show for them. Uh, right now, it is just you and Stocky. And Stocky looks a little, a little steamed <laughs> now that you've threatened to dispel him out of existence. I'm a real thing. I'm not a spell. I'm a real thing living. I'm a fae, if that helps. Oh, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. Believe me. I, you know, I, I, I'm a person, all right? <laughs> Looks a little desperately at you. I exist, okay? I exist. M- Marfin Charcuterie Festival 21. It's going to be 500 gold. Oh, fine. <laughs> And now that you've said your hilarious coupon yeah, code, I will it. tell you what it is. It is I am a Marfan of Marfin. Fuck! Oh my <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck me! Uh, oh, I'm such an idiot. You know, that's uh, the, you know, you think God that people will remember. You know what? This money was going to go towards a good cause, so. This is a good there's cause. There's a, in a recently way. resurrected person out there who could use this cash. Listen, that's their problem. And if it's who I think it is, then honestly, they've taken enough to make up for whatever they lost. Altering my notes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Give me my necklace. You can put it on me. <laughs> That is actually my pleasure. Um, <laughs> you bend over a little bit, and uh, Stocky puts it around your neck. Um, is this it something I have to attune to? It is something you have to attune I to. I understand. But it is something that, once attuned, and I will read this for our audience, um, while wearing this amulet, you are hidden from, like, all divination magic. You can't be targeted by such magic or perceived through any magical scrying sensors. You are invisible. And I'll even extend it to this. The precedent has been set by Mr. Matthew Mercer. Um, (laughs) If you are with other people, 
and you, they are getting scryed upon, this necklace will essentially protect them. So long as they're within, like, a reasonable distance of you. Right. Exactly. So They this, can't, like, cheat to find out who Yes. Works. So if you happen to convince NP to come with you, or if you found another traveling companion who the Omnimalum knew they could scry on, you would <clears> be <throat> able to essentially shield them and you. Um, so you right. take this necklace. Um, if you would like, you can, you know, hold off attuning to it right now. Yes, for now. Um, but you layer it over <laughs> your other necklace and tuck them both in your chainmail. Statement still in. Um, still in, still in looks, rubs his little kitty chin. Mama, I'm pulling it off. Yeah, could be useful, right? We're pulling it off. Meow. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it for the looks, but do you think it matches the glasses? <laughs> and like you see, the metals are very similar. They definitely <laughs> correspond. Um, and honestly, the metal of the, the amulet of health that you wear also happens to match them. So it does look like it's a coordinated kind of look. That's good. Um, the, the, the biggest piece of it being the bright red gem that does give you mm-hmm. extra hit points. <laughs> it's a little much. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you kind of settle in, like putting this on, you look down and Stocky is already gone. Um, and you hear a call from the front desk. Zola, come with me. I-, I got something to show you in the back. Hi, Marfin. You follow after you head through the little like Dutch door or whatever and then back through into the back room. Um, you find it is decorated as it was the last time you were in here, though everything has been repaired or <laughs> replaced. Uh, NP is not here. Okay. Um, but as you walk in, Marfin turns and goes, currently have NP at the cottage. She is enjoying herself. She said she was, she absolutely loved this whole quote outside thing. Um, and thought she might. Yes. She felt, she said something along the lines of, I've lived in a cave my entire life. So this is life changing. And so she's kind of hanging out there for a little bit. Great. So. I see that you already got an amulet of, um, I'm just going to call it an amulet of non-detection because good, That's fine. so many words. I was going to sell it to you. Um, I'm so glad that you actually ended up buying it. How much it from, were you going to sell it to me for? I don't know. If you knew the pro- the coupon code, I was going to give it to you for half price. It's, I'm a Marfan of Marfan. Oh, that's so funny that you remember it now. <laughs> I heard the whole conversation, Zola. <laughs> Stocky is a fae. He can't dispel him from reality. Okay, I'm sorry I threatened to dispel your stock person from reality. It is okay. I understand. It, it, I know it's that, a very gaudy necklace. I, listen, if I were thanks. the one who designed it, I would have changed it. But it is not my original design. I have managed to acquire it with some deals. So, the reason why I gathered you other than to sell you that was to give you... This. Um, and he hands you a little scroll. Oh. On there is Comprehend Languages. If you wanted to take the time for an hour or so here, you're welcome to learn as much as you can from it, and you should be able to cast it as a ritual whenever you please. That way you won't have to worry about the next time you have something that is encoded. I would love to learn a spell from you. Well, this one is on the house, especially since I know you paid full price for the amulet. I did. Ah, so um, would you like anything to drink while you study this up, or are you good to go? Oat milk for Stilton. Got it. Uh, Stilton <laughs> gives you the <laughs> most resentful look you've ever seen him. You're lactose you. intolerant. <laughs> All cats are. <laughs> and the fact is that he is multiple creatures, and none of them <laughs> enjoy dairy. Um, so yes, he he gets a little. Except for the fact that he's a cow. 
<laughs> yes, that is true. The pied pattern. You know, he yearns for the cream. When he but... finally gets into cow form someday, when <laughs> if, I can make you him learn polymorph. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god, he's like <laughs> relief. Uh, <laughs> finally, um, okay. So you you uh, take some time. Um, you sit down at like the desk. You see Marvin goes back out, um, begins to handle more customers, and you take. It takes an hour. And you will have to spend 10 gold in order to fully learn this. You spell. are draining me of money this session. <laughs> hey, you know what? The reality of money in D&D is that it comes and goes so quickly that I'm yeah. sure you're going to have like 10K by the end of this arc. You're right. And you can quote me on that, folks. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can you learn Comprehend Languages. Great. Um, I'll and put that on my sheet after as you um, like finish up, Marfin comes back in and conjures up the journal that you had f- given to him. Talk to, to me in Elvish. Talk to me in Elvish. <laughs> well, it's actually a gnomish, but it is. Um, it a gnomish sounds like this. It's like kind of a musical babble <laughs> that is very strange, but as insane to see coming out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, it's truly like you see Marfin's lips move in a way that doesn't look natural <laughs> as he positions them to be more gnomish in a way. And you, as you kind of you take this journal and you look it over, this looks to be kind of a personal slash workbook journal of mm-hmm. Sula de Diddlepiss. Um, and though, like, you could definitely take the time to read it in in full, just from, like, skimming, you manage to glean that there are a lot of different designs in here. There's mm-hmm. obviously the, the precursors for all the stuff that he had developed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also other, like strange designs that you're not really sure but have to do with the kind of circuit boards that you had experience with mm-hmm, the ones mm-hmm. that you've seen within these machines marfin shrugs i took a look at it probably could use some more study on it but honestly it's yours and i trust you to do what you want to do with it if you would like to save it for whenever you expose the charade that is going on feel free um I can make a copy also if you need a backup. Yeah, I'll, you know, save it just in case, uh, I don't know, just in case there's some kind of hidden clue that we don't already know inside. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, if you need anything else, feel free to ask. I've got to go back out there and deal with the horde, if you know what I mean. I'll just go talk to NP? Yeah, sure. He snaps his fingers and you turn and you see that there is a door there that you had not yet seen. Um, you turn and you walk towards and open the door and find that it opens onto that familiar dirt path in the in the lush green pastures. I let Stilton frolic. Um, Stilton does indeed Chase frolic. butterflies and bees. You enter out and you let Stilton run forth, begin bouncing through the fields. You see that it is nighttime here. Um, though Zola doesn't know this, Waldtor is a continent on the other side of the world. Wow. Um, and actually, you know, I'll say that Zola may have gleaned that when she had seen Marfin kind of look at that globe and use the scrying ability of mm-hmm. it. Um, it is just like a small, almost like Australian-sized continent mm-hmm. um, in the north east if you were to like lay it out as a flat map um and it looks like it is a starry beautiful night a completely clear sky the moon is bright uh, and you see the cabin down the hill overlooking that sparkling lake um and a few lights kind of illuminating the windows inside you walk down and approach yeah i'll give a little knock on the door you give np a it's knock. zola uh, hold hold on 
Um, there's a few moments and then you hear like the sound of maybe six or so bolts being moved and such. You imagine that Marfin has since added more locks of mm-hmm. many of varying nature mm-hmm. to this building. Makes um, sense. Though Makes he, sense. of course, has given NP free reign to unlock them. She probably has like a ring of keys. That she, mm-hmm. So that way, if she would choose to leave, she can. She opens the door and you see the beautiful NP. She is no longer wearing the like drab, like charcoal gray dress. She is wearing what looks to be kind of these like comfortable looking blue joggers and kind of like a little t-shirt that it's like, almost like bedwear like yeah, pajamas loungewear. yeah like um and she's holding a small mug of some some sort of tea hi uh come in come in um she turns and she lets you inside and you walk into the adorable cottage core <laughs> cottage <laughs> that it is here you know it's a lot of cliche decorations um there's a warm crackling fire some very comfortable looking furniture lots of um <laughs> lots of like it it's the kind of thing where marfin doesn't hunt Mm-hmm. But clearly Marfin, like, picked up some, like, trophies that, like, like you vintage, know, antlers and, yeah. like, bones and stuff that he's, like, decorated the space with. Um, there's, like, two axes above the fireplace. <laughs> it's it's very cliche. Um, and you recall that at one point Marfin had considered making this a sort of Airbnb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I see a sign I... that says, meet me at the lake. <laughs> it says, yes. You see another that says, lake life. Um, and it's a little Y. <laughs> Um, you walk in. Can I, can I get you anything? Do you want tea oh, or anything? I just learned about this. It's called Tay. No, I'm okay. Um, but here, if you want to play with um, a kitten, here you go. <gasps> she drops the mug. I oh got you. <laughs> give me a uh, give me a sleight of hand check. I don't catch it. <laughs> what did you roll? <laughs> Five. <laughs> You swing for it, but honestly, here's what happens. You are not a dexterous person. You are a strong person. So as you go to grab it, you kind of underestimate how strong you are, and in grabbing it, you kind of crush it in your hand. Oh, I look down still in this covered in tea. Um, Have you ever given a kitten a bath in a sink? It's really cute and fun. That sounds amazing. I would love to do that. Let's do it. Okay. Um picks up still and very gently you can see that even though she has never kind of played with an animal and i mean she had never met stilton in the first place um she is incredibly delicate with it she handles it with a lot of care as she heads over to the sink um, and kind of turns on the water and do i just, just yeah don't get his head but just his body okay we just, just use, like, some dish soap or something. Or yeah. Whatever. Um, Marfin left me here with some, like, it's it's some sort of, like, bio soap. It's very environmentally friendly, so. Gorgonzola is like, looking at, at the second that NP opened up the door in, like, her blue joggers, Gorgonzola's is like, of course she should stay here. I could never get someone comfy joggers. I would never think to make sure that someone had a cup of tea. Like, I'm so unprepared to take care of a person <laughs> like this right now. Marfin is such a good guy. Like, she's like, has been tossing it in her head back and forth, and now it is so clear that she's like, this is a person who 
deserves to give kittens a bath in a sink and yeah. sit in the cottage for a little bit. Oh, you you have that realization and you watch her gently clean Stilton until Stilton is um, just so, you know, how cats look when they're soaking wet, just like just a skeleton practically. Um, and then she gently like lifts him up and uses a little towel to like dry him off until we he's a little fuzzball. Him. Yeah, you swaddle that beautiful little cat. <laughs> um, and So how is it going? How are you feeling? Uh, we, uh, it's, it's been okay. I, you know, Morphin's been just kind of making sure that I have anything I might want, um, which is great. There's so many things, um, that I didn't know existed. Um, so at first when he was like, what can I get you? I was like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but now he's, he's kind of shown me a few, um, like, you know, different things. She gestures to, um, a dragon chessboard that is on a table nearby. He's kind of shown me a little bit of that. He said that it was a game invented by dragons, which is crazy. I mean, it's so small. I can't even imagine dragons playing it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, it's, it's been okay trying to, right now we're just settling in. Yeah, that's all you have to do right now. Um, she, you know, uh, goes back over to the kitchen really quickly and fixes herself up some tea. She clearly has not fully grasped how to make tea yet. You see that she takes, like, the tea leaves out, uh, like, you know, like the tea and just, like, sticks it in the water and, like, kind of warms it with her inherent warm breath. Um, so it's just, like... A sludge of different tea things and mm -hmm. water. Um, she sips it and as she puts it down, you see there's like a few tea leaves on her lips. Is it good? It's delicious. I didn't know that water could taste like this. It's kind of crazy. NP, you want to stay here for a little bit, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared to go out, you know? I don't really know I know you said that you'd protect me, and I know that Marfin said he'd protect me, but I really, I don't really know if I've gotten away from them. Yeah, that that's okay. No, I think uh, Marfin's such a good guy, and um, my friend Smite, who you met, he yeah. he lives here too, and so he'd be able to come visit, and probably Brigid too, and I'm probably going to be on the run a lot, and I get into a lot of dicey situations, um, so probably best for for you to stay here but i don't want you to think that any of us are abandoning you or forgetting forgetting about you that 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 means so so much um you see that there's like tears welling in her eyes i i i want to go with you i i want to go see the world but i just I, you've got so much time you've got all of the time You'll see the world next year or the year after. It it can be nice to stay put. I, it's such a different situation, but I am from a really small place with not a lot of people and I didn't have a lot of friends and I didn't know a lot about the world around me. Um, and I'm so excited to get to know it now, but there's still some times where I would love to be in a field with a cow eating some cheese and just going to school and doing normal stuff so nothing wrong with that yeah normal stuff uh you see she kind of thinks to herself takes a big sip of the the slurp tea uh it's <laughs> just filled with things <laughs> not that there's anything that's really normal we all lead vastly different lives and 
You're going to have a good one, I can tell. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for helping save me with your friends. Thank you for introducing me to Marfin. Thank you. I have something for you. I know you might be occupied with dragon chess, but maybe this maybe this will help you see a little bit of the world while you're living in the cottage. And I give her my very well-worn and beloved copy of Ambledorth's Almanac. Oh. Um, every single page has lines underneath it and markings and things that are related to each other in history or across the world or, you know, annotated, mm. mucked all the glossary up. Wow. My first book. It's all about Emeralia. And it's kind of where I learned about the world, too, before I could, you know, see it with my own two eyes. She opens it and she begins to flip through and it's like she sees your notes and a small smile creeps onto her face. Th thank you. I feel like you've already given me so much. This is amazing. I, I, I'm going to read every bit of it. I don't know how to read Some yet, but I'm going to learn it. Some of it's really dry. Okay. Marfin could probably teach you comprehend languages. Yeah. He said something about magic being able to like catch me up to speed. I think maybe he'll be able to do something about this. Thank, thank you. I, yeah. I can't wait. Um, I think <sighs> if I have like a little bit of time before I'm expecting Smite to come in, I might just like hang out with her and play some dragon chess. Yeah. Um, you spend, honestly, you know that Smite was going to come as fast as he can, but that of course is... I figure he'll give me a ring. Yeah, he'll give you a call first. So you take some time. Um, you're there for... Probably at least an hour or so as you kind of play through dragon chess. I don't know how to play. I'm really bad. <laughs> uh, give me an intelligence check. And I'm going to do an opposed one. And we're going to see who wins. Woof. She does, add, she does add a decent amount to intelligence, but she did not roll well. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Um, I rolled a five. <laughs> it, you guys actually play for a decent amount of time, though part of that is probably the two of you learning moves um, <laughs> I'm not really sure if this piece can go here, but yeah. what if I just put it there and we accept that? Yeah, I mean, that works for me. I, I He told me the rules, but I feel like everything I've learned so far is that rules are meant to be broken. Um, you guys continue to play for a little bit. As you're playing, this is a... This it doesn't require a role. Zola feels like she's picking up the information faster. Zola mm -hmm. feels like things are when you learn something like as you begin to like pick up the moves that um she is teaching you they like don't fade from your mind like it it stays you feel like there's like a weird like your like your mind is not stronger but perhaps becoming more able to retain information in a strange way am i am i in college is that what this is is it cuz i'm in college Dragon checkmate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, you guys finish up playing, um, and in like probably you guys end up playing a little bit, and she you go you go out onto the back porch and I teach like, her how to make real lake. tea. Yeah, I take her teach her how to make iced tea with my chill touch. You're not supposed to ch have. You're not supposed to chew the leaves. You can honestly, it's medicinal. Oh. It's totally fine, but it might be kind of bitter if you yeah. put it in this little mesh thing instead. My like That's what Marfin taste. was doing with that. I didn't know what that was. There's no wrong way. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, I'm yes. sure lots of people throughout history have just 
chowed down on the leaves. Yeah, honestly, I may keep doing it. <laughs> um, you teach her how to make tea. The two of you share a cup outside, um, looking at the beautiful night sky. Uh, and then you get a call from Smite. This is this is Lance Scorcher. I'm back in the field. How are things going over there? Where are you at? Is this the golden alligator? <laughs> because this is the spotted cow. I fucking love these new nicknames. Wow. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm using a lot of words on this. I'm in the Wise Owl's hideout, uh, visiting with the uh Golden Dragon. And be not. <laughs> uh, meet outside of campus. Sounds like a plan. I'll be taking the Undercity route so I don't get spotted. See you soon. And then silence. Uh, NP looks to you. A little bit sad, but understanding. You need to go? Yeah, I'm going to go try to break into like a hidden library or something. I Every word you said in that, I had no idea what it meant, and I loved it. I hope that it goes well. I'll let you know what I learned. Good luck with the almanac, too. It gets dense around the whole, like, um harvest seasons bit, so skip chapters 33 through 36. Okay. All right, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, you head out. You walk out of the front of the cabin, up the dirt path through the grass, still in kind of in this very fluffy post-bath form, <laughs> bounding through up to the door that is just, like, standing at the end of this road. Um, you approach and open it and walk back into the back room of Marfin's Magnificent Magical Menagerie. Uh, Marfin is not in there. Okay. But you imagine that's just because he's, like, busy dealing mm-hmm. with the rest of the stuff out there. You want to you wanna just head out straight to the university? Yeah, I'll grab, I'll grab the subway. Okay. Um, you head out. You walk past the back door. You see Marfin is indeed helping some customers, though he looks like he's out in the shelves, like, actually with a few quicklings around him who are... <laughs> looks like there's some sort of argument going down between him and some dwarves and the quicklings <laughs> and such. Um, he gives you a nod as you exit and you enter back into the streets of the goldmine district. Uh, it is still overcast today. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps the clouds are a little bit darker, but um, no sign of rain yet. Uh, and as you kind of push your way through the masses that are attending all the various kind of tents that have been set up here, you eventually find your way to the nearest rail station and head below. Um, you toss into silver, draining more of your coins. Oh my god, um, you fucking believe. <laughs> bleeding money. You know they say that the two days you spend the most in the city are the first and last yeah, days you're there. Yeah, they get there the daily. Um, so you, um, you, you pay that you head down into the subway uh, it's a little bit less you know bogged down here though of course there are a bunch of people moving to and fro mostly tourists going being like oh my god i want to check out this like oh, i heard this is like amazing temple in the in the worship district like you know just everyone going their various <laughs> ways um it's gonna be a short ride but just in case will you please roll a d12 for me any time for you darling thank you a nine a nine You get on, and as you get on, you are followed by this tall, athletic human man uh, with, like, dirty blonde hair, combed and gelled back. No, followed for how long? I stopped. Not followed as in tailed. (laughs) Okay. I have to clear. You 
enter onto the train after it arrives. Okay. Um, and as you enter on, another person falls after you. He, he is a little bit more well-dressed than the others around you. He wears a dark blue blazer over a pale blue button-down tucked into matching pants. Uh, he's got like light brown loafers on his feet. He carries a leather briefcase which he drops beside his leg as he grabs the center pole like over everyone kind of like making his presence known uh -huh. there um and then you see he taps what looks to be a miniature speaking stone on his ear and begins to talk very very loudly over everyone he, he pretty much only pauses to make sure that the 25 words he sends are delivered yeah, bro, I'm meeting Brinkley at her penthouse, and we're going to pregame before heading to Kelby's at the Hallison Hotel. <laughs> oh, dude, you got to bring Thaddeus. He just invested in Glockheed, so he's swimming in it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he looks at you and flashes the shocker and then goes back to his phone. I look at his <laughs> wet, still in like... Still in... <laughs> coughs up a hairball. Throw me a shocker. What the fuck does that mean? Um... Craig will be there too, for sure, for sure, before he ships out Monday morning. It's tough, bro, but he's gonna kick some ass in Balderheim. Yeah, it's a bummer about Abel. He's a good assistant. Funeral was mad boring, though. His parents weren't even there. Got any recos for replacements? Send me their contact and I'll get in touch. And don't forget to bring Thaddeus tonight. That bitch boy will definitely bring the bottles. You're just like sitting there watching him have this conversation. Everyone around him like looking away, clearly uncomfortable. Um, I mean, as soon as he mentions Abel, my heart drops into my shoes. Drops into my Crocs. Drops straight into the Crocs. Gorgonzola is like, like dissociating, like head swimming. Yeah. Um, and it, like the, it's almost like the once you hear his name, everything else kind of goes like it's just like that like dull like holy shit what the fuck did that guy just say and in a number of moments you feel the train begin to slow the familiar buzz as you approach the station prior to the nugget station uh, it looks like this one links up to a train that heads into the central districts where you know the cloud carvers are the doors open with a musical trill and he walks out heading towards a train that is bound for the origin district he leaves his leather briefcase um you have a moment what would you like to do <sighs> he's probably about 15 feet out of the train by now essentially gorgonzola could in theory call him back and warn him or get the briefcase to him if she chose so choose hmm I think Gorgonzola's really freaked out and just because she is like technically like a suspect in a crime, she does not run this briefcase out to this man. And also because of what um, he's probably more than hearing Abel's name, hearing like the crassness mm. of everything after was like really shocking yeah. to her. Very, uh, very clearly, and everyone seems to mirror that feeling. Even though they did not, they are not suspect for a murder. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell that everyone was like, absolutely annoyed the fuck at this like yuppie who just like came in here. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, you let the doors close, um, and the train begins to ride again. Uh, no one really takes 
know of the briefcase. Perhaps they just haven't noticed, or perhaps it's one of those scenarios where people are like, well, I don't want to take it, and it would be my responsibility. Um, but Yeah, I think as we're pulling up to the next train station, I will just kind of grab it and weakly, if anyone looks at me, it'll be like, I'll, I'll bring this to the station guard. Okay. Um, yes, the train begins to slow once more at the station that you wanted to arrive at. Um, and as the doors open with another trail, you be, you walk by and slyly pick up the briefcase. Give me a sleight of hand check. You know, this is just to see if you draw any attention. And I'll say you have advantage because people aren't, they're really not paying attention. Ten. Ten. Uh, that is good enough for most people to not notice you, but you see there's this like old grandma who's sitting on the bench looks at you and nods. I'm hard up, lady. She nods. <laughs> Me too. And then gives you a little thumbs up as you <laughs> as you exit the train. Um, you walk out onto the platform. Uh, if you look inside, uh, which do you look inside? I'll, I'll throw a glance around and then probably crack it open, yeah. It seems like right now there's not a lot of people gathering here. You, Just you like people walking. Yeah, I see. You see that like you wait until like the few people who head up the stairs. Some mm-hmm. scholars in red robes, you know, like heading up to back to the university, or like you, you see some probably. You actually recognize a few people from your test that you're like, oh, okay. oh they're visiting with their parents, like yeah. showing them the campus. Yeah, I throw the suitcase on a bench and crack it open. Yes, uh, you find inside a protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's a Soylent. It is Soylent. It is, uh, <laughs> gotta think of a fantasy version of Soylent. Um, Phalent, um, is the closest I'm gonna get. It's short, sweet. You see some Phalent, some Fay brand protein shake. Um, there looks like a little pouch in there, like a little money kind of coiffer. Um, you also see what looks to be a vial of something, um, it is a strange kind of powder. It looks to be like an orange brown color, um, but you're not really sure what it is. You can give me uh, give me either an Arcana or, you know what? I'll even I'll say Arcana, Nature, or even Medicine. What's it near in his bag? It is kind of tucked into a small like. It's I, in a small pocket. It's in a small by pocket. Gorgonzola is like this is drugs. Yes. Um, what what was I rolling? Arcana, medicine, or nature, whatever you oh, think okay. is best for you. Yes, I'll do medicine, please. Um, that's a 16. 16. You, you know, Gorgonzola hasn't been exposed to a lot of substances, but she had been warned in her childhood and for sure read in Ambledore's Almanac about the dangers of haste powder. Uh, this looks to be a sort of concentrated powder of the hay spell. Um, there, you can essentially, based on how much is in here, you would gather that you could maybe use it like three times, mm-hmm. or you could use it all at once and have a very extended version of the haste spell. Right. Um, you also know this. I'll say this without even check because you watch Scram use the or get haste cast on him by the shard. Yeah. You know that inevitably, and this is one of the dangers of it. It has a hard come down. You, you yeah. can you can easily become exhausted, and 
mechanically you would have to roll a constitution saving throw in order to be able to use this um you imagine those who use it enough do not have to roll a very high number if they were rolling um you also find an address book that looks to be filled with a number of contacts you you kind of flip through it just a little bit and you immediately see brinkley and kelby the people he was referring to um a lot of residences in the cloud carver kind of structures that are in the uh or district um you see that abel uh, does have an entry in here. It just says, like, personal assistant, Abel. Doesn't even have his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a speaking stone number, and as well as an address, which you recognize it as being not far from the uh, cafe where the incident went down. You know, you gather that essentially he was not far from his home when you struck him down. Mm-hmm. You also find, and this is the last thing of significance besides like, you know, paper and crap like mm-hmm. that. You find a very interesting looking quill. It has a very beautiful kind of silvery white feather. Um, give me an arcana check. Okay. And, you know, if you don't get it, there's no consequences, but this will be, you might be able to recognize it. All right. Come on, Keeg. 17. 17. Though you have not used one yourself, you have certainly seen quills like this when you were in your time at university. This is an enchanted quill and is also known as a quill of illusory script. It Mm. is, one, a quill that never needs ink. You could essentially write with this regardless on if you have an inkwell, which explains why you do not find an inkwell in this bag. Um, But you also know that with that, that it has a number of charges in which you are able to cast illusory script with it. Three, specifically, it takes one to cast the spell, and if you use all three in a day, you have to roll a d20 and if you roll lower than a certain number, the quill is no longer magical. Dies. Yes, and essentially, okay. it's, it's like it will just be a feather you could use as a quill. If I use all three in one day, exactly. But if I roll, if I just use two in a day, I wouldn't have to roll for that. Exactly. And it's it would only recharge if you use all the next three. day. Mm-hmm. It tr- recharges at dawn. Okay. Um, but yes, you you find this bag. You kind of, I, I mean, you have your bag of holding on you if you want to just like. <laughs> open that and slide a bag with a bag. Yeah, or? I put the briefcase in the bag. Yeah. Um, still in on lookout, kind of doing that thing, just wandering around nearby so people focus on him instead of you as you slip it into your bag. Um, and you are all set to head off to the university if you are ready to go. Yes. Gorgonzola does go. Shakingly. Like, oh, I was really not going to think about this right now. Um, believe it or not, a little afterlife material here. Obviously, that was a totally random encounter. Yeah, well, so, you know, you may- this is a heavy day for Gorgonzola. <laughs> the highs and lows of this Sunday. I can't Ooh. believe I started off by calling my GF and getting glasses. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you head out of the rail station and enter up into the streets that are surrounding the university. You are in the Nugget District. Still in... Don't tell Smite about the haste powder. He doesn't need it. <laughs> That's a bad man. <laughs> you definitely get the sense that still in is um, worried about if Smite were to see such a thing. Um, you exit out. You walk the streets, and it is very familiar to you. You see that there is a line formed before the large gate that leads into this section of the university. Um, these apartments out here are, of course, available to anyone who wants to go to the university and such, but you know that the vast majority of the apartments are inside the walls. 
Um, you get into line, and after a few moments, you find yourself at the front, and you see a familiar-looking security guard, Pindle, a huge smile on his face as you approach. Pine brow. It's Pindle! You're so close this time! So close! You, you excited on... for tomorrow? Yeah, they got you working on Sunday, huh? Oh, every day, every day! Every day? Every day! Are I you do... guys unionized? Uh, unions are not really... He, like, looks around at, like, a nearby guard who, like, shakes his head. <laughs> and he goes, uh, unions are not really a thing in the Empire. I don't oh. know if you know that. Uh, yeah, and well, I'm from, you know, upstate. Anyway, nice seeing you. Great seeing you. You, um, scan your ID, um, and you enter into the university. Um, walking in, you walk past I the... hate that you said I scanned my yep, ID. I yep. was like, is there any way for me to get out of that? But <laughs> could I try and, like, squeeze in behind someone? Can I roll, like, some kind of check? Like, you know, okay, when we went to college and you'd mm. sometimes just try and, like, sidle up to someone real quick and, like, walk in with them and, like, give a little wave so you don't have to show your ID card. Yeah. Um, like, I'll be like, oh, so much stuff in my pockets. I... Yeah, okay. <laughs> give me, okay, this will, depending on how you want to paint this, you can either do a deception check if you're essentially trying to like be like oh it's like it's in here i can't find it or like Mm -hmm. you can try and give a stealth check if you would like to try and slip in with a group that is like ahead of you or behind you or you can try a sleight of hand check to kind of go like (laughs) like (laughs) scan the card but not scan the card you know uh, pretty much all of these (laughs) options are the same for me they're all plus zero i believe they are but i'll say that you can if you can think of a creative way with still in i'll let you give advantage on say a stealth or oh, a sleight of hand i will i'll just go here have you met my really cute kitten and oh. put in his hands oh my god he's so beautiful and then i'll just try and um go like go right behind someone like if you're in the same revolving door section as them okay i want oh okay you know what I'll say that it is a stealth check. Okay. Yes. No stealth. I mean, you're just like go ahead of the bar. You yeah. Know you're mean? like just sliding and you're like, here, hold my kitten. Isn't it so cute? As you're like walking <laughs> through the turnstile with other people. So I can have advantage. You can have okay. advantage. Thank you. Don't you call me. 14. 14 is higher than the passive perception of the guard. Wow. Um, you manage to slip in and he goes, oh, and don't forget your little kitty. Oh, thank you. Um, Say bye. You so I wave Stilton's little paws and backing up away and then run. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a very quick backing up that eventually turns into. You see Stilton is, um, puts on his best charm, like, like very, very cute as you take him away. And um, you manage to enter into the university without scanning in. Um, you are walking down these gold streets lined with these beautiful kind of multi-tiered apartment buildings all with these red stucco roofs the foliage mostly those like parasol pine trees that cast a little bit of shade as it is overcast there's not so much light to cause as many shadows Uh, where would you like to head I would like to. Well, first of all, as I'm backing up um, away from Prindle, I am also um, smoothing my hands over Stilton and like uh, <laughs> chewing up and spitting components on him. And I'm transforming <laughs> him into a larger cat, one that is a little more like wily, like a street cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just like gains some mass and gets like kind of like a <laughs> like a ear with like a little piercing in it. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna say that with you, it'll say it'll be a ritual casting, but it won't Thank be taking the full hour. He's still a cat. He's I'm still just... a cat. You're just making him look a little bit bigger. I um, just instead of being a kitten that people would be like, oh, and want to pick up. Now he's like a mangy little beast that no one would want to. Yeah. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I go, okay, I have to meet Smite. Um, I told him I would meet him outside of campus. I'm going to try and like prop open another like exit door or something for him to get in. Um, I need you to take a message somewhere, Stilton. Huh? Do you remember uh, when we met with admissions officer Hinderly Yernenberg? You see Stilton mimes out the kind of like poofy hair and like like short, mm-hmm. short person. You crashed into the window upstairs. That building. I need you to go bring a little letter to him, and I'm going to uh, stick one of the uh, rolls of fancy stationery that I Mm. got from Marfin um, into Stilton's little collar. Um, And the letter on the inside says, Addressed to the Office of Admissions Officer Hinderly Yernenberg. Hope this finds you well. Would you kindly forward me the application to the University of Aurelia Study Abroad program? I will be applying to study abroad somewhere else this semester. I know it may be a little unprecedented for a first year to study abroad their very first semester, but I believe you will find me an unprecedented case. I am qualified for this unique opportunity in that I am punctual, responsible, magically apt, and most importantly, on my way out of the city right now. No need to bother the dean at all with such mandanities. My good familiar Stilton is carrying this message, and he will return to me once provided with the appropriate paperwork. Thank you in advance, wishing you and yours well. Bree Kevin Bear. Excellent. I am, there is so much joy in my heart to see that you wrote a letter that to ask for this. Um, give me a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. Um, and, you know, I'll say it's actually a pretty low DC considering the fact that you wrote such a lovely letter. <laughs> Thanks so much. I write emails every day, so I just really tapped into Practiced. that part of my psyche. Nat 20. <laughs> Natural 20. Still in nods as you curl this little note. An 18 year old just like, I can do this. Send me to another city. Whatever. Um, Still in nods to you, and you watch as he bounds down the street towards the green oval where you know the Arcane Hall is. Uh, And you just know that something good is going to come of this. I feel like that was a really good letter. (laughs) I feel good about the way that went. Yeah, that was good. I feel good about my penmanship. I wish I could have used that quill. Um, it it goes off, um, and you are left in the opening streets of the university. You're basically in like the student housing area where there's all these right, apartments. Right, like quad. Um, I'll give Smite a ring. Okay. Smite, I'm inside. No trace. If you have trouble getting in, just let me know. Trying to find backup. No need for help. Look down the alley to your left. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I just wait and see. There's a long I, I look pause. the opposite direction on purpose. That's your right. I'm to your left. Where? Left. I'm looking up. Left, <laughs> please. Down. Actually, I'll be. Okay, I fine. I turn to him with finger guns. I'll be honest. And you turn and do the finger guns, and you see a um, manhole cover down an alley that is like <laughs> kind of struggling to get open. It's stuck. I need some help. Oh, so you weren't <laughs> even ready. <laughs> I wasn't. Okay. I thought I would have a moment, but then as I was doing it, it wasn't working. I come lift it up so easily that <laughs> Smite is on the bottom of Whoa. it. <laughs> You fully pull him up. He is not wearing his mask. Um, he definitely is. 
He definitely has his sword on him. Okay. Um, but he, he looks like he is try. He's like wearing like a cloak. He's trying to blend in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are kind of in like a little side alley away from the he's main street. Got streets. like a pea coat on, like a weird kid. Yeah, he's like he's like, how do I look? I feel like trench coat. This is what these kids dress like, right? Yeah, like one kid in your class dresses like that. Is that like the popular one? Should I be worried about people like looking at me and stuff? No, I don't think so. Oh no. Okay. All right. What's the fucking gig? Oh, so apparently, according. Oh, wait. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. It's so good to see you. Oh my you. god! Holy Thank you. you're shit! Alive. You're alive. How's Brigid? Oh, she's great. Are I... the prisoners back? No. Okay. The prisoners are going to remain down there for a little bit. Good enough. Uh, Brigid is looking over them. She's. She's stressed, honestly. Yeah. I can tell that this was a lot for her. Um, I, you know, she's she's putting on a brave face, but we'll, we'll I'll have to check in soon. I think. Uh, but she, you know, we're both alive. Everyone made it through fine. Moss is okay. And the dean was there. The dean was there. Uh, she had somehow followed us through. She looked like an old lady, really weirdly. Uh, and then she transformed Bitch. back. And then she did this thing, Zola. Where, like, she had, you, you know that, like, weird pink gem she has? Mm-hmm. It, like, flashed, and I was, like, in love with her. It was, like... Did you tell Brigid? No, my God, no. I want to fucking blow up my own spot there. But, I, like, I mean, and also, like, once, once you know, Brigid's mom kind of swooped in and saved us, that it, it kind of broke. And oh, I, like and a magical I, effect. Yeah, definitely was a magical effect. I was. It wasn't like, wow, she's so beautiful, I'm in love. It was like a... Wow, I want to do anything for her. So Uh-oh. something about her is really bad. Something about that gem is really bad. Okay, um, good to know. But well, here we are on her campus. Yes, this I is a great place to start. She, I assume she's probably out of town. She's got a lot of stuff going on. I'm gonna be honest with you and say that I don't know if that's true, but I appreciate the optimism. More importantly, again, I'm so happy to see you. I'm I so know. glad. You I left. was worried I was gonna miss you. But anyway. I was worried you were going to die. You got left down there. How did you even make it out? NP helped me. Oh, so much. I catch him up real quick. I show him the shard. I show him that it's breathing with me now. I tell him about Marfin. I'm like, Marfin told me about this library. Try and, you know, help me get some information. But the thing that's weird is that I think Marfin knows the information. I just, I think that someone fucked with his brain or like... It's so old that it was lost or like maybe when like Mr. was frozen, the knowledge was frozen too within people. I don't know. Something fucky like that. Holy shit. That's a lot. An epic story. Would listen to it in audio form. You don't feel that way, right? You don't feel like it's you can't place it. It's just that you don't know. No, yeah, I, I just don't know for okay. sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know either. You, I mean, you've had similar experiences to me. the The dreams I have were very vague. It's not like I really yeah. spoke with her or anything. I just kind of knew and like saw the symbols and kind of understood. But I, I agree that there's. There's a lot that I don't know. And this shard looking like this and breathing with you, he like does a little sniff. Oh, he does yeah, a little divine he sense. Huh. It's. Less stinky? Kind of, yeah. It's almost like. It's like a mix of smells. Like someone febrezed a fart? Kind of like someone febrezed a fart, yeah. God, it. it I mean, it's still kind of weird smelling, but it's definitely different. Smite, so do me a favor. And Smash it? No. Okay. Had to ask. It's 
Friday's long gone. The plan is different now. Truly, you're right. And I should have recognized that when I said that. Continue. Um, write down your dreams for me. Just write them down. Because I've been thinking about some of my old dreams that I had like weeks ago. And they're starting to make more sense the more that I know. So maybe in a month, the dreams that you're having now will make more sense. Just write them down, okay? Okay, yeah. I know you don't sleep a lot, but when you do, write them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't slept in a long time. Just kidding. I slept this morning and it was crazy. Can you imagine closing your eyes and not doing things for like eight hours? Smite, I do that every single day when we're not in a closet with a guy named Gulp Shido. There's so much you could do. You know what? We'll talk about this. We're I'll, wasting time. Yeah, yeah, we're wasting time. Yeah, we're and fully in the lair of the BBG right now. We are, like, right hiding in an alley. <laughs> like, you see, he's, like, hiding behind a trash can. You know, I... <laughs> metagaming, he rolls a high enough stealth check to hide. But um, he's like, yeah, um, you kind of... You called me here. What's the main plan? You said that there's right. a library you want to go to? Yeah, or? there's a library. So, the erudite study, apparently deep within the catacombs or high above i don't know mm. i've never been there it's kind of like a pyramid yeah. i think yeah it's like the it's he, that one he points <laughs> he points um out of the alley and even though you guys are in literally an alley which means that most of your view is obscured by nearby buildings mm. you see a little glass point above everything mm. far in the distance a little bit east of you either up there or down below somewhere there mm. is i would think what must essentially equate to the private library of Archmage Flaychantress. I believe that somewhere, or Marfin believes somewhere in this library, there is a hidden wealth of knowledge, potentially about the Empire, about Anacra, maybe Mistra, maybe the Shard, who knows? Some good stuff, probably. Mm. Um, I don't know if we take the student route and we try and just check in i tried i didn't use my id card coming in here i slipped past the guard because okay. i didn't think it'd be good to have you know a smart keep <clears throat> off the record paper yeah. trail yeah mm -hmm. stay off the grid um but i could also try and maybe get i've got two friends who live here who've got cards maybe they could help us get in and then we split off while they cause a distraction Honestly, that's not a bad idea. I know Kittle's actually on university as oh, well. Oh, shit. Yeah. Kittle. Yeah. She's, oh, shittle, Kittle. Oh, shittle, Kittle. That's fucking awesome. We're going to use that. Um, yeah, All right, she, let's she, call her up. That's even better. Yeah, let's give her a call. Um, he pulls out his speaking stone. He goes, Kittle, this is the leader of the organization. It's me, Smite. <laughs> I had a head injury this weekend, so I'm not really <laughs> sure how I normally begin these calls. Okay. Can we come visit? Um, and there's Kittle, a... it's Zola. Can we come to your dorm? <laughs> and there's a moment back. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you guys. Or hear you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Um, here's my address. And there's a little bloop. And you <laughs> suddenly know the address <laughs> of her. And if this is another moment where you feel like your mind kind of already... Committed to memory. Like, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You look at it you know it automatically. And you immediately remember also that you had seen this address before with Tataria and Larry. It's the same address as theirs. Mm. I think my friends live there too. Wow. Maybe Kittle knows them. Whoa. Fucking awesome. All right. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna use the sewers again to kind of scoot underneath. The way you looked at me when I showed you my trench coat look made me a little concerned that it's not as doesn't blend in with, you know, all of the red robed individuals here. 
A little bit. Yeah? Yeah, I didn't think about the color thing. It was more like the vibe. You oh. also, I will say, you look like you were beat over the head earlier. Is it noticeable? Your eyes are black and blue. Your nose yeah. looks broken. <laughs> There's, There's like a bandage on his, the bridge of his nose. I saw still caked blood in your hair. Yeah, you know, I, there was, I kind of, uh, you know, they made me do the rest thing. And then they did some healing and such. and like, Cursory cleanup. They don't, you know, they don't give you a bath at the hospital unless they need to. Unless they need to. And, and, and you know, I think that, you know, maybe I was gonna, if, if I spent more time there, I was maybe gonna bathe and hang with Brigid. But then I got your call and I was like, I gotta go. I didn't take you away from that, did I? Uh, you know... It's not on you. I took me away from that. So don't worry. I might have gone a little overexcited when you told me that there was a fucking job to one do. One last job. I should have never used the words one last yes, job. Yes, that's kind of like my trigger phrase. Like if you were, to, if I were a sleeper, <laughs> sleeper agent, agent. <laughs> that would awaken me and I would immediately know what to do. Um, but yeah, okay, I will... I'll meet you at Kittles. I'm just going to duck down back. Will you help me with this again? God, my arms are so fucking tired. I left it up so easy. (laughs) Thanks. And he leaps down like Batman style (laughs) disappears into the darkness. Uh, And you are once again left in the alley that you had had this conversation in. Yeah, I just walk normally to (laughs) You walk the normal route. Um, As you go, you follow this address. It feels... Super easy to walk through here. You immediately feel like you know where you're going. And more and more it starts to dawn on Zola, like how her mind feels like it's almost gotten like a tune-up. It's very weird. Do I feel like, can I can I take off my glasses and rub like, I'm going to like, you know, <laughs> rub the, the lens a little bit and see if I feel like, I'm trying to like remember uh, like all the capitals of all of the... Um, countries in Emeralia. You take off the glasses and you can Im- still immediately recall all of the capitals. In fact, you remember every single page from the almanac. Wow. And it's at this point that I will reveal to you, Lisa, that you have the keen mind feet since the last time the shard went off. I don't know if you saw that on your character sheet, but I've I did added not. it. If you look at the bottom, <laughs> um, the shard, when you when you immediately knew where north was, that was you getting oh, the key right. mind feet. Yes. I just between dying. Yes. There was a lot going on, lot you know, but I'll say this like, you know. How fun. Now this is the second character. I just chose this for a different character. It's a Oh, great and my intelligence score went up by one. It did indeed. Um, which is a fun Ooh. reveal for everyone. Basically, um, the shard has somehow en- enhanced your intelligence. And you now, like, you in general, you feel like learning the Comprehend Language of Spell was, like, super easy. Like, you would think that, like, a novice mage, which, no offense to Zola, she is rather new to the game, mm-hmm. um, it would, even though mechanically it takes, like, an hour to learn a spell or whatever. This is my first, like, spell I'm really, really sitting learning. down. Besides the ones I learned on the ship. Exactly. So this, this is happening so fast. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I... Really picked that up pretty quick. Um, but anyways, you... you it's mark- cool being a wizard. <laughs> I don't bad. even need to go to school. <laughs> Thank God I didn't have to tell my dad that I'm dropping out. Um, or maybe transferring. <laughs> or maybe studying abroad. Um, at that moment, like you hear the... <laughs> agree with you and you look down oh. and there is Stilton by your side and there is a little note attached to his back. Stilton, I pick him up and I read the note. The note reads... Um, it's actually two pieces of paper. The first is a note from Hinderly Yurnberg. It, it basically reads as dear Brie Camembert you have 
been approved for your request to study abroad. Oh, I didn't even have to fill out an application. Please bring this application to... (laughs) (laughs) The next line. (laughs) It literally looks as though and then looks back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, please take this application to the professor of your choice who has signed off on this. Mm, okay okay um and you know similar formalities at the end basically you know being like once you are approved you will be required to like essentially send reports and stuff and you know there's like some instructions to that but essentially you just need to seek out whatever teacher you want to be your advisor in this Mm -hmm. um and persuade them to sign this form okay okay um so you take that and you're like walking and um, while we're reading that through the streets, um, and you get another call on your speaking stone. Hello? Hey, where are you? I'm in the alley. I managed to get out this time by myself, uh, but I'm hiding in a trash can, and I need your assistance to kind of... Such good news. I'll come lift the lid off. Thank you. I got stuck in this one. I don't know how the hell it happened. <laughs> I opened a dumpster outside of Tataria's storm building. You, you walk over, and you find their, their building is kind of this, like, six-story, just, like, straight-up apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, similar style and everything. Gold stone, red stucco roofs with two beautiful parasol pines outside. Um, and there is an alley next to it where you see a trash can kind of rumble. <laughs> you yeah, go over to over. it and you kick it over. Whoa! Tumbles out onto the ground. Um, he's no longer wearing the duster. Um, but he... Yes, it was a duster. I didn't clarify earlier. Um, but he is basically in, like, common robes. They're just, like, dark colors and stuff. I'm probably never going to get to haze anyone at college, so... So you're choosing to do it to me? Yeah, I figured I'd get a taste of it, you know? Yeah, that's... Yeah, I, whatever, fine. Um, <laughs> you see, um, he's also, like, wearing... It looks like a, like long gloves over his arms to kind of hide his metal arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is essentially... He's in kind of a, like... He looks like he's a 30-year-old trying to pretend to be a freshman in college is the best way I could put it. Does that make sense? He's yeah. wearing, like, an outfit that is very clearly, like, he was like, I should wear this, but then also underneath it is, like, his armor and stuff like that. Um, he looked like the beatboxer in an acapella group. Doesn't, like, okay, are those the cool ones? <laughs> should we see if Kittle's here? <laughs> Good idea. You approach the front, where is these two thick wooden doors, and there is a keypad with a sort of, it looks just like a symbol of a fist with a little speaker underneath it. Mm-hmm. And Smite looks to you and he goes, I actually haven't uh, visited here because, you know, the whole, like, I'm um, killing people in the streets thing. Um, so mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think we just have to talk into it or something. Yeah, or... I'll... Uh... Kittle McGreeby. Ah, hello. You're looking to you're looking to see Kittle McGreeby. Yeah, she said she'd buzz us in. Okay, and may I ask who's who's entering? Uh, this is. Do I remember Tataria's last name? No, you don't. I don't know if you actually ever got oh, Tataria's okay. last name. This is Bree Camembert. Um, I'm a student. Um, off campus. I live off campus. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Or actually, I'm sorry, give me a deception check with advantage. No problem. Because even though you are technically telling the truth in context, ultimately this is all a lie. (laughs) Uh, 16. 16. There is a brief pause, and then 
All right, head right up. And you... Smite, you're going to have to find whatever book my name just got written down and burn, burn it okay. I'm going to burn this entire university to the ground. No. Um, he enters in first through the doors. <laughs> we can rehabilitate this place of learning afterwards. People will need to study still. Institutions must fall. Um, he walks in, and you guys walk into a very plain stone hallway. It is... Yeesh, they couldn't have painted. Yes, it looks... It, I mean... Like many college dorms, it could be a prison if you if you didn't know better. There are some like pictures on the walls and a few like indoor plants. Spent a lot of money on the parasol pines outside, huh? Yeah, it looks like the streets deserve more care than the students here. You still want to keep this place standing, or okay, you got a point. Okay, um, find you... that book. <laughs> you got... <laughs> on it. Also, I... No, uh, you... I give him a, a little thing of um whiteout. <laughs> Perfect. Um, if you would like, you can go search through this area if you want. Maybe on our way down. Okay. On um, our way down. You head towards what looks to be another set of doors that you immediately recognize as an alleviator. Um, Fancy. Um, an Omnimalum device. <laughs> um, you go up to it, and unlike the Omnimalum device that required you to do a sort of like knock spell incantation, mm-hmm. this one opens and you step in. It looks like there is only one floor there listed, and it dawns on you that perhaps the when you say that who you're going to, they essentially just like make it impossible for you to go to any other any dorm. Other um, about tight security. And it makes sense. You don't see any actual security guards on campus. They're just at the edges. Um, it looks like, I mean, to be fair, mages probably can take care of themselves to a degree. Mm-hmm. The guards being at the borders being more of a formality for the sake of like, you know, we are in a city. There needs to be quote unquote a police force here right. um, but in reality it looks like everything here is kind of like arcane self-contained. automated like self contained um, so you head up into this elevator and after a few moments you hear a and you arrive at uh, it opens and there is just a door there essentially there's no like hallway to other dorms it's just a single door knock knock who is it oh Tataria Bree, is that you? Hi! Oh my god, I'm so glad you came to visit! It's me. It's me. And uh, my friends might. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> opens the door and you see a small common room. It looks like there's like some very used furniture, some like polished wooden tables. Everything is covered in what either documents and textbooks or like half empty mugs and cups you know um there uh doesn't seem to be any sort of paraphernalia in here you imagine (laughs) these two are kind of the the busy bodies they're Uh not that kind of type um but you see the gorgeous blonde hair uh, blonde beard tataria and she is in the kitchen she's like wearing a little apron that says kiss the dwarf um and she is like cooking some um looks like some sort of um it looks like it's like some sort of like sausage and potato kind of meal. She's uh, this is like lunchtime around now. And she's like, oh, I'm just making some traditional dwarven cuisine. Would you like some? Oh, um, sure. I'll I'll try some. I've never had dwarvish food before. Sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um. And does your friend want some? And you see Smite standing like looming behind <laughs> you, like looking around. Nice place. This is Smite. Here? Uh, Smite. This is my friend Tataria. Nice to meet you, Tataria. Um, you go here, and she, like, looks at you and then looks at him. 
Yeah, that's why I live in this apartment. Right, right. Is Kittle in? Um, I'm looking. We have to, we have to talk to Kittle. Oh yeah, Smite Smite is Kittle's friend. I I know Smite through Kittle. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, that that makes total sense. Um, yes, if you want to come right in, I'll I'll make you a plate. So um, I'll make you a plate, Bree. I nod at Smite, like go find Kittle. I'm like, so how's where you all signed up for classes, or how's oh, it going? Yeah, we, we moved in and everything. Finally, you know, I mean, I was able to. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a sophomore, but I I still had to get rid of a lot of my gen eds this year, mm-hmm. so I managed to get in thankfully. Um, what about Larry? Ah, uh, Larry. Uh, Larry, why don't you say it? Um, and you see, like, bursting out of his room, carrying a huge stack of books. Um, well, I didn't get into Cantrips 101, but <laughs> well, that's okay. I can do it next year. Oh, you know? actually, you know what? I heard that there's um, going to be someone available. There's, oh my a, God, there's you're a spot, yeah. Oh, my God. Because I'm dropping out of class, so <sighs> I would just email the professor right away in the morning. Oh, my God. Why are you dropping out? What's going on? I think I might be doing some kind of remote learning situation. Hey, this might actually be interesting to you, Tataria. I think I'm, I may be studying abroad in Balderheim this semester. Oh, my God. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> you, she runs into her dorm room and then comes out with uh, like a few books. It looks like a few guidebooks and just like, these are some of my favorite places. There's this wonderful, adorable little town outside. In it's um, it's called Kaiserkopf. It is a very very. It is basically where all the travelers come through. You know, it's the city is very very tight security. It is it is not. It does not behoove us to let people in in such so. Um, that is mostly where people stay if you're but if you're you know if you're getting permission from the university you shall be able to get into the city proper uh, uh, wow this is very exciting um here take she gains you some books um you know um I'll give you this too um and she pulls out this little it looks almost like a badge um it, it's like a little sigil of sorts what is this Sataria? so um this will get you you know this will kind of buy you a little good grace with some of the guards if you know if you know what i mean really yes um holy shit my sorry this is going to be extraordinarily helpful to me yes i, I will, tend to get into some shit i'll keep that in mind please do not abuse it but i <laughs> i will say that you know you might need some sort of dwarf with you to kind of you know, keep you from getting weird Butter, looks. Butter, toast. Exactly, yes. But this, if you get into some real trouble, this will get you out. Um, and Thank you. You take a look at it and you see... I'll ship you back your, you know, PBA card once I'm done. Uh, you, you, thank you. Un- honestly, you don't need it. My father is... And I don't like to brag about this, but he's he's very important there. Um, oh, what's his name? My father is actually the, the archmage of Thunder Drake Basher. He's... Um, Hansel Zabier. I don't know if you've heard of him. <clears throat> I don't think so. Give me a deception check. <laughs> oh my god, Tataria. 15. Want to roll inside check for her? Okay. Oh, yes, he... I mean, you know, I don't like to throw that around a lot because I... Yeah, you want name drop and stuff. Yes, I, I mean, and I don't... I'm not here to kind of follow under my... my follow, I don't want my father's coattails and all right. that, Right, he's know. in politics, right? Yes, uh, he he's very involved in the local government and uh-huh. I, you know, that is not my thing. I, yeah. I love magic, I love to learn, so... I'm just trying Same. to make my own path. My dad's a big cheese farmer and I, I could have gone into cheese, but... 
magic calls, you know. I mean, honestly, it feels crazy that anyone would go into anything else but magic, but some of us are a little more inclined to it. So, yeah, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks. Um, Good luck with your semester. I hope maybe I'll, you know, be back next semester. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully I'll see you again very soon. Um, and at that moment, you hear a call that's like, uh, Bree, uh, you mind coming in here? Uh... Sure. Um, and as you're approaching... That's my cue. Bye, Tataria. Bye, um, Larry. You see Larry's like, I gotta go sign up for that class. <laughs> just <laughs> rushes out the door. Um, and Tataria goes, um, be careful. Uh, she, you know, there's a lot going on in there. Um, and you you get that vibe. Actually, give me an insight check. Okay. Oh, no. Is this a bad roommate situation? <laughs> give me an insight check. Four. Four. Oh, they're best friends. Wow, it's Just so cool you guys know each other. How didn't I realize this before? You know, it is not... I don't get to hang out with Kid a lot. She's mostly in her room working, so... Anyways, um, it, here, and she kind of packs you up a little to-go box of the food she made. Enjoy, and so again, sweet. I, I, very, I hope to see you soon. I hope the books help. Thanks, I'm sure they will. Uh, uh nods to you and you oh, walk into Kittle's boy. room. As you're approaching <laughs> Kittle's room, the sounds of like... So like various like machinery going off. There's like bubbling. I There's put a my flash of light. hand on the doorknob for thirty seconds and just stay still with my eyes closed <laughs> until I have the courage to open it. <laughs> Tataria looks back to you. Are you okay? Do you need- I'm going. Okay. Okay. One more second. Uh, you wait another second and you open the door and find a room that honestly mirrors Sulada Diddlefist's quite a bit. It is. <laughs> Not a bedroom. It is a workshop. Mm-hmm. There is a bed there, but it is covered in tools and various supplies. There is a desk that is like, I mean, there's papers pinned up on all the walls. Pretty relatable to Smite, honestly. He, he's looking around. He's like, got a good setup here, Kittle. Um, but <laughs> the thing that really has drawn his attention is that Kittle is sitting at a desk in front of what looks to be a, like, strange, massive almost like a box a metal box there is like a bunch of like open machinery some like gears on it that are like still twisting and in the center of it is a little screen oh welcome Bree. gives you a little wink um come in come in come in come in in. i've been working on some really cool stuff smite remember when we had the meeting he gave me the circuit board yeah um so i got to tinkering and this is what i've been kind of like this is like what kept me, you know, busy so much. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This is... Uh, I love how uh, my conversations with Kittle require little to no speaking from Zola. Just, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, Kittle is 100% the ideas man who like will not <laughs> stop talking until you have questions to ask them about the ideas that they have. <laughs> um, so she, she gestures to this huge machine that like takes up a huge portion of this room. And she goes, this is, I'm calling it an AC unit, which stands for Arcane Calcupupator. I haven't really worked, I don't really know what the full name is yet, but we'll I think that that's a good start. Um, anyways, so basically it is utilizing the kind of technology that you guys gave me. I was able to kind of rig it up to kind of create this information network within it. Um, and I've been kind of tickering a little bit and I... 
have uh, created this this device it, it, like it, it's really cool you can like put information into it and it like stores it and also there's games on it L remember that farm game you played on your speaking stone i have it on here and it's like the it's like so much better and it'd be so much bigger the yeah. screen is so much bigger that's it's so much bigger by the way this is like a 12 inch 18 inch screen <laughs> you know this is like when the first computers were invented yeah. <laughs> the screen was very small and there's like a little slot where like some doo -doo 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 -doo, like some receipts are getting printed out <laughs> just like various data that's coming out of it um so i've been like working on this and i thought it would be really helpful in sort of establishing kind of like i have this theory right and it's it's this kind of um it's like an interconnected series of of like informational hubs that we could kind of quickly transfer knowledge to each like other. Like if someone had another box and that box knew what was in your box. Yes, exactly. Maybe like some kind of clone spell or something. I mean, sure. I don't know how or that like works. like a part of it. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, I think that like with the right, with enough time, I could really like make this into something big. I feel like it could change a lot. Kittle, I have someone's number you should have. And I write down Marfin's number. <laughs> and like Gorgonzola is like one... This is insane technology. This Gorgonzola got this feeling when she saw the gun, <laughs> and is also like in the in a very similar like um case to Jerry and his uh, tome. I'm like, someone needs to keep an eye on Kittle when Smite's not around. One hundred percent. And you see, Smite is also he's looking at the thing and he's got the, his hand on the hilt of his sword, which he had like tucked into his pants. Um, <laughs> which again, like when he's walking in public, that means he's like walking with like a st very straight leg, trying to hide it. Um, yeah. Uh, that's not all. Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I didn't introduce them. This is Interneb. Um, and you hear a voice come from this AC unit. Hello, I am Interneb. I named him after, um, there's uh, a gnomish god named Nebelun. Um, and he's like, he's one of the gods of like net meddling and invention. Like, I, I mean, like kind of in tandem with Mistra. While I feel like. she's talking, looking at Smile, <laughs> like, is this like Limburger? He's stuck in there. This is a gem. No, uh, no, it's this not. This is like, a gem. This no, no, is no. an evil fascist no, no, no. and a gem. I, this is what I was fucking thinking too. There's a fascist in there. He pulls his sword it's out. Definitely, <laughs> we should crush it. We must destroy this device. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I, it's, it's. It's harmless. Right now, it could barely beat me in any of the games. I am good at games. It's very, very limited, but I'm really hoping that someday it could develop into something that can help organize this system I'm working on. Is this too much? You guys look overwhelmed. Interneb, do you have a conscience? What is a conscience? Conscience. Conscience. I see. It's in the beginning. Conscience. Do you want to play a game? Well, you let me know how that goes, Kittle. Um, listen, yeah, we're, we're not here for this. We're kind of on a mission right now. This is what I was working on when you guys called. Speaking of which, how how's Crystal? How's Jerry? How are things going? Wow, they're in the jungles of what? the Veridontes. Huh? Things went poorly, but we're alive. You see, like Smite kind of goes and elaborates a little bit mm -hmm. more, and you watch as. Even though Kittle is, you know, like many gnomes, she's very absorbed in the work that she does. Mm -hmm. Unlike, say, Suladed, who kind of mercilessly was like, I could care None less about matters, everything. Yeah. She clearly feels really bad. Like, you watch as you're, she's, like, learning this, like, her face drops. All the excitement she had from being able to show you this thing that, like, essentially kept her away from the adventure you guys yeah. were on. She's like, oh, oh my god, I... 
I'm so I'm so sorry. I, I... Kittle, it's good that you weren't there because if it had come down to it, we could have n- needed a person on the outside. So it's actually sometimes it's good to have the person with the getaway um, internet. Yes, uh, internet. You said it right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Don't beat yourself up. I am internet. Uh, I, is it like I say its name and it starts? Yeah, I, I haven't worked out all the bugs yet. It pretty much is just saying things back to me and giving me half knowledge. Like, what's my name? Cattle. See, it's like close, but it's a little off. What's my name? Rob. Okay. Crab and Bob. It doesn't know me yet. <laughs> I name. haven't given it any information about you guys. I know that the orc... The thing is very secret, so I'm trying not to bring up that stuff. But I've been feeding it like basic. This is not what we're talking about. I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry, and I, I'm okay, glad you guys are alive. No stress. We got in contact. Seems with like a lot of stress. Had to. <laughs> no sweat. No, sweat. no worries yeah, at all. Yeah, kill. It was no biggie. Honestly, we fucking handled it. But listen. It's fine. How's your head? <laughs> Ow. <laughs> it's goob. Good. Sorry. Uh, okay. Kittle, we are trying to get into the erudite study and you know anything about secret library you heard a rumor like a little little campus tale um yeah i mean it was one of the things i heard on the tour um Mm. where they basically were like legend has it a library within a library you know it was like one of those things you hear were they like high up or like deep down any any description you know, they, they it was kind of like you know they when there's like this place is haunted like they keep they kept it really really vague. Oh, okay, um, okay. And you know, of course, they at the end of it they kind of just said that was all just like a story. You know, like uh, they, they've never found anything, so right. it's nothing like yeah. So uh, um. Well, we're gonna go find it. Would you maybe want to uh, swipe us into the library and like check out some books while we you know get up to no good? I uh, yeah yeah honestly sure I mean there's definitely some texts I could be grabbing while I'm there and I was gonna ask Larry but he was busy yeah like, he's so stressed he wasn't getting into like any he's a sophomore and he hasn't gotten into like any of the classes he needs he hasn't even declared a school has he looked into like if there's some kind of clerical error like keeping him like off the registry list or... you know it's very possible that like something is going on but like also like. You know how it's like random registration and how you like kind of get like a number it's like a lottery. Or it's like a lottery. Yeah. He's always getting the worst placement. It's crazy. He goes last. He's gone last both years. Some people are just have the worst luck. Yeah, you know, some people just they're constantly rolling that ones, as I say. It's a, it's a gnomish term. Interesting. What yes. a beautiful cultural tidbit you have provided me with. A little insight into my world. Anyways, so yeah, hold on. Let me just pack my stuff up. And you see she like goes around. Just You can just like, she goes over to NNM and goes, all right, I'm going to shut you off now. That doesn't mean you're dead. No, please do not kill me again. Oh my God. <laughs> it, I don't know how to explain this to you. I should not have done, I shouldn't have put the word dead in there yet. You know, I should have waited have to introduce. Have you tried putting sleep in? Sleep. Smite goes, you know, I wouldn't have thought of that either. I feel like there's like <laughs> two states of being. One is awake and the other one's dead in the ground. This one's why it's so important that everyone is on the internet. Yeah, I feel like if we can like use this, maybe it'll get us a little bit more information about like what's a healthy habit. Because I have no idea. 
Uh, anyways. Oh, smite. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um, so um, she, like, sets up everything. You know, she, like, cleans up everything, grabs her things, and goes, uh, okay, um, so I-, I could definitely get you in, but, oh, well, I mean, smite, you don't really look like you go here. I'm going to be honest. Uh, maybe you can pass as, like, our dad or something, but. Oh, I might have something that could help with that. I don't know if you might. I don't know if you can use this right now or if you have to take a second. I have this ring. It might be kind of broken. but uh, Oh, this is the one you've been using. Yeah. I actually, I think I might not need it for a little bit. So, I don't know. See if it works now, I guess. But even if not, you can hold on to it. Mm. I'm rocking a lot of jewelry right now, and it's it's a bit much. It looks, it's a, certainly a look. Um, you're not not pulling it off. Uh, he takes the ring from you and, you know, uh, he takes a little time to kind of attune to it. You see him kind of like, like fiddling with it. You see it slowly. Um, it was pretty big on your fingers because you have a much bigger hand than Smite. And you watch it like slowly shrink to his form. Um, he goes, this will be, and, and I've seen you use this. This is just like, this is like basically sustained. Like I can keep using this. It won't like burn yeah, spells. Wow. This is going to be really fucking helpful. I mean, you guys got to, uh, you got to pull off that pull off that gig that we were gonna do with the jail cell and Kittle, so it's turn back it into on, an old baby. lady and yeah, yeah, yeah. you break out and get all the money fuck yeah god I'm gonna miss you for that are you sure you don't want to stick around for it god I want it so bad but probably not the smartest move fair this is the one last job send me my cut yeah, honestly, yeah, fuck it. I, I don't need money. Uh, um, so he takes the ring, and he, after a little bit, he manages to attune to it. Um, I'm going to roll d d20 as he attempts to just look like someone he saw on the way in. Natural 20. Oh, shit. Um, you watch as he transforms into this um, kind of... Um, similar size to smite so it's not too much of an adjustment this um red robed student just like someone who you must have like passed by on your way here um he's got like um a small small a little bit of facial hair he looks human at the time um still got his blue eyes but he definitely is in disguise enough now um and he goes all right i'm gonna try out a new voice hi i'm David. Try try not to if you can. Maybe I'm mute or something. And Kittle goes, honestly, it, when we get to the library, you'll see that it's not going to be too much of a problem. Um, and she leads you out. You guys take the elevator back down. You see Tataria is no longer out. Um, you hear some noises from her bedroom. She probably moved back there and is like studying or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and you exit out of this dorm room and back into the streets. Where are you heading right now? Are you going to go straight to the study, or are you going to go and work on this application? Um, guys, what do you think? Do I have time to run something to my advisor real quick, or you think we're on a time crunch? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I could, uh... Kittle, is there like a like a cafe here we can go grab a coffee or something and maybe like outside of the study maybe stake out the place and see like what the rotation of guards is or whatever how many people are going in and out yeah honestly not a bad idea we can go take a look and see if there's anyone there that would you know we'd be in trouble to see um uh yeah uh smite follow me Kittle. yeah where's the astronomy tower 
Oh, or uh, divination tower. If you if you look past the if you look past the green and she pose like she points past the oval, which is like just you know a few blocks away, um, past the arcane hall. She points out a tall tower with a domed like golden observatory kind of telescope um, that is positioned up there. If you just head straight there, um, you you should be let in. I mean, um, I'll tell you this: if she's pretty weird, are you sure you want to take an advisor like her? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I need the weirdest person possible right now, actually. Honestly, she's the one for you. Um, you guys part ways and you head towards the Divination Tower. You walk around the grassy oval, past the castle-like arcane hall, still in kind of trotting behind you. A few people cast a look, but they've all seen familiars before. This is nothing new to them. Um, and at that moment, like as you begin to head down the stairs, Smite in his disguise and Kittle take like split off right from you and head past the arcane hall, which leads literally straight towards the beautiful sparkling glass pyramid that is the erudite study which for for like size proportion is perhaps one of the biggest structures in the entire city it rivals the gilded citadel which is like perched into the mountain which is a number mm -hmm. of like huge towers and this like almost pyramid like shape in itself um and you can't help but like pause and marvel at it for a moment as you pass it by but you head down the stairs and follow the golden path as it leads beyond the central campus further out the moment you kind of get around the arcane hall is when you actually see it the divination tower rising from above the trees that pepper the campus streets a tall cylindrical tower with what could only be described as an ancient looking telescope poking out of its domed glittering top it looks like if you crossed like the rook from a chessboard with a like modern day observatory, um, golden brown stone that seems to sparkle a bit in the like dim kind of light that is in this overcast day. And it looks out over the city and up to the stars that would fill the skies in perhaps a few hours. You pass by scholars in red and gold walking downstairs and past gardens until you finally find yourself walking up to this tower. You push open the wooden door bearing the symbol of divination, the, the arcane school, uh, and you enter into a pleasant lobby space, fully furnished with similar red leather furniture as other buildings, but also big witchy vibes. It's, it's like crystals decorate the space along with a lot of like beautiful art. Some of it's like very abstract and very like hard to interpret. There's also a lot of different like pictures of people like focusing and like you know like in poses that are like them trying to like understand the world like fingers to their temples and like looking up in the sky um, and as you enter you see that there is a young gnomish woman with like purplish hair bright green eyes and a small crystal ball around her neck sitting behind a large wooden desk that is besides like a set of stairs leading up higher into the tower um, as you enter she goes she's ready for you Thank you. Um, a strange thing for a gnome <laughs> to say, but you fucking lean into it. Gorgonzola um, already was like, <laughs> I, ha I had thought about possibly having to send a note to this woman. Luckily, I am getting um, to uh, meet her in person instead. But mm. much of the note was, um, maybe you already know that I uh, would like to study abroad. Maybe you already know that I am in your Monday class. Maybe you already know that this letter is coming and you already have a response for me. Let me know. Um, you, you feel the note in your pocket as you pass by this gnome um, and you head up the stairs. 
as you do, eventually you arrive at a, a very ornate, beautiful-looking wooden door that bears not only the symbol of the divination school, but what looks like elvish kind of inscribed around it. It's a very beautiful kind of script. Um, and as you approach, you hear, Enter! Okay, and, and door, I do. <laughs> the door unlocks and you push in and find yourself walking into a massive domed chamber. A perfect circle decorated like a planetarium with, again, more of those like witchy aunt vibes. Um, it, it absolutely <laughs> reeks of Palo Santo in it here. It really does. <laughs> and then you see some actively burning nearby. Um, there is also a lot of artwork, lots of more abstract, strange paintings. Some are a little bit easier to kind of define. Some are colorful and like happy looking. Others are very drab and murky and very unclear. Um, some are like almost like Jackson Pollock-esque. Um, between them are parchments arranged almost like what you saw in Smite's room, just like the crazy notes of someone who's clearly been recording whatever they see in the stars. Um, there's wooden shelves of books and crystals, plants, some well cared for, some not so. You um, enter and you see that in the center there is a massive telescope looking out through that opening that like leads it out where you saw it before. Um, and attached to it is this kind of comfortable looking chair decorated in fabrics and small trinkets besides which you see one of the many desks air quotes around that here because it's just covered and stuff mm -hmm. and back to you looking over this desk is a shorter woman wearing bright red and gold scholars robes her hood is pulled up um and you see that like these robes like in the same way that archmage flay chantress had like decorated hers with like these kind of like strange runes and such mm -hmm. very proper very like regal hers are decorated with like it almost looks got it's got like rhinestones all over it you know it's like it's been clearly crafted like little crystals woven uh -huh. into it um and as you kind of enter she calls to you i've known you are coming for a very long time you can place my falafel on the desk over there oh no sorry i'm one of your monday night students she, Maybe your delivery's coming in a second. She finally turns. She is a frail-looking elven woman <laughs> with tawny skin, pale eyes that are clouded over, dark brown hair with a silver streak running through it. Though she looks relatively ageless, as all elves do, she is definitely older than Brigid. I mean, if it not for the silver streak, for then for the fact that she looks like she's seen so much. Mm -hmm. um, and she wears that with an obvious energy. Um, she looks to you. Ah. So you do not have my falafel? No, I could maybe find some. That is okay. I'm sure it will come now. Nothing happens. All right. Some predictions are good and some are not. The crystals did not speak of you. Tell me, what is your name and why do you enter into this sacred chamber of, to the vast, incomprehensible expanse of time and space? Wait, no. Uh, let me read it from you. Oh, okay, okay. She waves a hand over your head, her eyes closed. I already know. Uh -huh. You are here for an autograph. Yes. Yes. So you have a framed photo of me you would like to sign. I have um, a letter that I would like for you to sign. Ah! Kind of unorthodox. Oh, 
Um, she takes the letter from you. Oh, you are a student. I have studied the stars for generations, seen kingdoms fall and empires rise. A finer teacher of divining could not be found in all of Emeralia. My name is Seer Cassandra Bashar, and based on you being in my observatory, you must, too, have the gift hi. of seeing beyond. Hi, hi, yes. Um, my name is... Brie Camembert, um, I'm one of your Monday night students. Um, have you heard of remote learning? I have heard of many things. And she turns and like looks up towards the observatory. I have seen the stars and heard the stories they tell of the past and future. Have you ever seen a student in like one of your crystal balls coming from like another city or something? Like a study abroad program? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's what I want to do. Ah, very good. Tell me about yourself. I must know who I am giving my approval to before I give such approval. Of course, um... Unless you would like for me to look into your mind. You could try that. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Her eyes glow a pale blue as she casts Detect Thoughts on you. Yeah, I roll a five. Okay. She is not only able to hear your surface thoughts, but also, as I read, this is what the spell says, she can also understand your emotional state and something that is looming large in your mind. Um, Something you are warring over, something that you love, something that you hate. I'm going to give you the choice of what you think that Zola is thinking about right now. Surface thoughts are definitely very clear. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm here, yeah, I'm trying to get the here, thing I'm here. I'm trying to get to the library right. and trying um, to get the, the documents. Approval. All of that is, you know, up uh, on, on the level. She's not yeah. questioning any of that. As she probes deeper to kind of learn who you are. I think Gorgonzola was kind of hoping that she would maybe come here and like this seer would be like, I see you are the party of a prophecy and there is an entire uh you know abyssal stew cooking around (laughs) your place in this universe and i have all the answers for you and here is your role in this tale and so she's like you have my falafel (laughs) so i was like oh you well you could try and read my thoughts um she scans (laughs) deeper into your thoughts You are not expecting me to be so down to earth, I see. And it seems that you are very concerned over something. Though your mind works hard to obscure it. So, where would you like to study abroad? Balderheim. Balderheim. I've heard the weather is nice there. Yes, the weather is wonderful there. What is it like right now? You know? (laughs) She (laughs) watches her eyes roll back in her head and she shakes in place. Uh, Give me an arcana or insight check. Okay. Either way, fail. Okay. And now give me a history check. Okay. I love to do this. Ten. Ten. Okay. I'll say, so first and foremost, she is clearly casting a very powerful scry spell to look into the weather of Balderheim. Mm -hmm. And as she comes out, she's like, 
cloudy, like outside here. What a coincidence. Yes. Same weather. Same weather. I guess it's not that far away. A it's, front could be that big. It's true. A front can span a continent if it must, if the stars allow it to. Should your falafel be here by now? Yes, I am very upset that it has not arrived. Uh, and then with a 10 history check, you have maybe heard like heard a little bit about diviners uh, in the world. Seer Cassandra Bashar is perhaps the most famous one in the empire. She is mm. the she is essentially the not the advisor to the emperor because you know that is Archmage Dean Flechantress, uh, but she gives insight as she can. That is like your understanding of a diviner. It's the reason why they even have this school is because it's useful to find people, useful to like like prepare for what's ahead. With your unfortunately low insight check, you're not necessarily <laughs> sure to what degree she is successful at these. Right. But I think that maybe, um, I mean, it's inevitable that you're getting the vibe that this person is definitely on their own level and they are very much stuck there by themselves. Um. Well, listen, um, Sir Cassandra. Can yes. I call you Sir Cassandra? Yes, whatever you prefer. Okay. Um. Listen. I have already begun dabbling in the divine arts, <gasps> not entirely on purpose, but mm. I think it's very important given my um, aptitude without much studying. I think it's important I nurture and cradle this art within myself. So um, I, I'm going to go to Balderheim, but if you could just sign this for me and maybe we could have some kind of contact could maybe forward my syllabi onto um admissions officer hinderly yearnenberg um or maybe we could um i'm a little bit um anti-scry but uh i could maybe send that uh, would change in time my friend student perhaps friend perhaps we are already friends or lovers ah how old are you is that appropriate 18 a little inappropriate, legal, right. but I, I am very old. Got it. Yes. I have a thing with a, an, a drought. Anyway. Me too. I am also <laughs> engaged with others. You know. I'm very wrong, in love. Right people, wrong, wrong place, wrong it time. Happens. But perhaps there will be a time. <laughs> she looks <laughs> into the sky. Begins to shake again. Give me another insight check. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I creak, I creak open the door looking for the delivery man. Um, 15. 15. Oh, wait, is it? Oh, wait, it's inside. It's inside, okay. yeah. Um, I thought I could maybe use my spectacles. spectacles. <laughs> um, so uh, with that, you kind of gather, okay, it's not that this woman isn't powerful. It's not that this elven woman is not, like, gifted in her arts. You gather, perhaps, that she may be not as reliably gifted as she once had led on, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, and that it seems also like she spends most, if not all, of her time here. And you wonder if that is entirely by choice. Um, <laughs> based on her very odd behavior. Yeah. She, she finishes shaking. We were not destined to be lovers. But to know. you are destined to be my student. Great. I will sign this form. Oh, 
One sec. Yes. Ah, oh, you know what I didn't do it when I woke up this morning, Noah? Roll your portent Let's roll rolls. Roll my portent rolls. So I'm just going to do it now, just so I have it. Okay. okay. All right. could have used those earlier. Yeah, you know what? Hey, it'll, for you technically it'll be are going to be going to yeah. the thing later. So um, you, she, she nods to you. <laughs> she um, takes the sheet that you've given her and you see her initial in several locations and such. Have you ever used a paper bird? No, I haven't. I have a dust bird. Dust bird. He's I have a cat not right heard now, of but... Oh, I see. You're familiar. Yes. Um, and she looks at Stilton. I am allergic to cans. Well, he's made of dust, so no dander. Well, a paper bird is a mm-hmm. fine method of sending documents over long distances. Especially since you are so new to the divining field. Mm -hmm. You can go to the school store and pick up some paper birds. And I, and she gives you, she like conjures a piece of paper and hands it to you. This is a form that you can use as a template for these sort of journals that you can, I want weekly updates of your progress. I, of course, can observe them at any time. I can see all. It's clear to me. Yes, but... It's it's actually all very foggy and gray to me, but I'm sure it's clear to you. It will become very clear, my student. Okay. You will someday okay. be almost as gifted as me. Not see. quite, no, but almost. Gorgonzola has been drawn into whispering. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Okay. Whispering is good. Right. Now, go. Find my delivery man. I'd love to. I let him in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. God, security is so hard to get here. Oh I my tip God. him because... Hi, it's Larry. <laughs> oh, hi, Larry. I tip him because there's no way she's going to remember. I give him <laughs> two copper. <laughs> yes, yes. I forsooth that you were going to tip him and thus did not bring any cash. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so <laughs> you, take, you take this form... Um, you know that essentially you read it over and it basically is like, it's like a, like a journal entry almost like you're supposed to kind of record what you've done. It's a done. diary, like a, a liberal little, arts class. It's like a liberal arts class What diary. did you dream of last night? Exactly. I'm going to photocopy these for Smite. Yes. There's a lot of like, tell me, like list your moods and like, or like, you know, it's like describe how you're feeling in colors. Like this, this one was just like, if you had a, if you were a butterfly, where, which flower would you land on? It seems really <laughs> abstract. And then also there's a bunch of those. Those, like motivational quotes on every page like little inspiring things like I see all and it looks good <laughs> <laughs> um, and you take these documents knowing that you have somehow pulled this off with it and out of game with the fucking nat 20 no questions to be asked um, you head out and down the stairs of the divining tower as a <laughs> start to call smite you load up the speaking stone get ready to call your allies and that is where we're going to end our session today Ooh, a chunky one a chunky one so fun oh boy I'm really I'm looking at the clock right now we're talking over two hours we're talking baby. Over two hours baby. but you know honestly we'll a lot happened a yeah. lot of setup and this will leave us a very fun episode as you journey into the arena study. Ooh, I'm very excited. Thank (laughs) you so much for listening today, everyone. Thank you, of course, to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Hey, 
I know you've got plugs. I certainly got a plug, and it's the Patreon. Go sign up. I would love to make this my full-time job, and so and Lisa would love to also have probably a solid income from this. I see in your future, <laughs> you are signing up for the $10 tier and listening to the content surge yes. I just DM'd. Yes, it's a... It's two-parter. It's so good, and I... We have I'm, a different system. If you are very gifted, you will perhaps know how good it is. <laughs> and also, if you can look far enough into the future, you will see that signing up will ensure the creation of... The musical episode. <laughs> so please go and sign up if you are interested in hearing the incredible content that is undoubtedly on the way. Uh, any plugs for you, Lisa? That's for me. That's, That's for, for me, you baby. too. The page is all we got today, I'm my friends. I'm hot on the page. I'm hot on that page, baby. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank <laughs> you.